Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and ladies. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. It's time for another week of N4G Radio. This is episode 480 for July 17th, 2017. 777. Yeah. But anyway, I I digest. On the (laughs) I was waiting to see if anybody caught it. On the show this week, we have... Who's that? Who's that? Drew? Is that how you say that? It's actually Drew. 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 That's that's a gangster ass name. <laughs> you guys have been pronouncing my name wrong this entire time. I knew it. That explains a lot. I mm. knew it. Uh, we also have John Dibby. Yep. Dibby. Can't get that wrong. Uh, nope. Uh, we also have Jay. Mundurna. And down at the end of the table, at the kids' table, we have GamesCon. Greetings, programs. Do you remember how the show works? I think so. Okay. Uh, I don't want to have to hold your hand through this, alright? Okay, no right. no hand-holding. No hand-holding. I mean, we can. I'm okay with that, but just not, okay. not through the show. Okay. Anyway, video games. I know, Drew, you're only here for about an hour. Yeah. Because he's got to he's got to hop off. But uh, you, you you were on vacation. But did you play any video games? Not while on vacation. No. Okay. Well, then let's move on to ju- now. <laughs> <laughs> did you play anything when you got back? I know you got back what Friday. Uh, yeah, I got back Friday. Uh, I played a couple of things. I got a game for a review uh, from you. Um, it's a game called Yonder. Yeah, you. I don't. I don't. Did you read the email? I don't think you can talk about it. Can you? I I don't know if I can say if I like the game or not, but I can talk about. It. I've seen there's tons of videos out there of people saying, "Here's the first 20 minutes of Yonder." Okay, it's actually so the embargo I'm, is up Monday morning at 7 a.m. So 10 a.m. our time. Okay, well, good. I'm sure. I'm sure they don't care. No, nah, they don't give a shit. Just talk about it. No. So Yonder, um, I never heard of this game. Uh, and I just uh, downloaded on the PlayStation 4 and started playing it. So... That's very loud, I'm trying to... Wombat. I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, by the way. Welcome. How are you? I'm good, you. Good, good. Oh, yeah, right. we have a six-man show today. Yeah. I, it's nuts. I'm Crazy. surprised to hear some of the voices that I'm hearing. Everybody cancels. Konnichiwa. Everybody cancels on the same day, and everybody shows up on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Drew. Go ahead. Yonder. 
Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, so uh, I may it, it somebody tried to call me on my phone, and they're probably going to try and call again. So that's pretty funny. If I, if I cut out, I may have to take the call and then eventually come back. But oh, that's fine. Um, yonder. Uh, did he, I think he just got a call right now. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to Gambus Con. But actually, whole, whole, speaking of John, did, did we figure out who who asked for that game? I don't because we had it. No, just, I'm no I got an email. I got an email just saying your code, and I thought, well, Ken will probably get a code, so he'll dish it out. But oh, did you want I, it? Were you the one that asked for it? No, I didn't ask for it. I, I could have. And the you guy, can do all sorts of stuff in there. Uh, what? Whoa! What oh, was that? Well, we'll stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the phone call we want. What? You, you just you bailed in right out. in the middle of the conversation. Oh, whoops. We thought you got a phone call, so we started talking about something else, and all of a sudden you come back in just talking about the game. That's crazy. Stop the very beginning about Yonder. Okay, so I have been go. I have been talking about this game the entire time. Didn't hear oh, a word no. of it. You missed the entire thing, so just restart. Okay, I tell you what, I'm going to come back to the call. I'm going to take this phone call and make sure it doesn't happen again. Okay. 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 All right. So go on. I'll be back. Okay. All right. This is a fun yeah. show. So you like this show so far? This is an entertaining show. Hey man, leaving the audience wanting to know about this fascinating game called Yonder. This the, is what we call professionalism. Exactly. This, this, this game better be bloody good. Hey. It's going to probably be the best game ever. So, <laughs> su- support our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the $5 tier will get you the story of Yonder. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> actually give you a truly edited podcast where all this stuff is gone. <laughs> like and subscribe, like and subscribe. That's right. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to comment. Uh, we, uh, share share on Facebook. And notifications. Google. Notifications. Turn Google, the notifications on so you know. Google Plus. Nothing. I, I can appreciate <laughs> the fact that people's livelihoods, you know, depend on plugging their own stuff. Sure. But boy, am I glad that we don't have to do it. Oh god, that's, that's miserable. It, it feel, I feel dirty every time I even have to think about self-promotion. I I am absolutely terrible at this stuff. I feel bad every time I do it. Hey, um, speaking of which, check out the I Feel Dirty Talking About Self-Promotion t-shirt we just added to the N4G Games <laughs> podcast website. <laughs> Sign up today. You get 10% off your next order. Oh, shit. Yeah. Use the offer code something. I don't know. Use one. Use the offer code awkward. <laughs> that is the greatest offer code in the world. It is. So appropriate. Alright, well video games. Let's talk about those. Jason, how about you? Did you play anything? Yeah, I played a couple things. Okay, good. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright. I've been uh I've been playing my uh my Nintendo Switch. What a shock. Juh. Um I uh downloaded the uh the Mighty Gunvolt game, the new one, oh. for the Switch, and it is uh, it is a pretty pretty cool Mega Man game. Yes, yeah, that's, that's flat up Mega Man. Yeah. You can even play as that guy who tried to be Mega Man. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I didn't I haven't played that much of it, but what I have played, I really liked it. I, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty good. 
Uh, does he have electricity powers of some kind where you gotta tag enemies and then shoot them, or does he just straight just shoot them up? Like you just like. Um, I'm still. I haven't played much of it of it all actually, but I played uh, through. I played through two stages of it. It's uh, uh-huh. I'm, but I'm playing as Gunvolt. Uh-huh. Um, so you can get like different powers in the game, and then you can you can activate them. You can also do loadouts using CP before you start each level. Oh, okay. So there's just there's more to it than just like a straight Mega Man old school thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, and you can play as either Beck or as Gunvolt, and they're they're slightly different. Like Beck has the they both have the combo system, so like from Mighty Number no. Nine, where if you hit yeah. a bunch of enemies in succession, then you you build up your combo meter, and you know you get more CP at the end of the level. So things like that. One of the things I really like about this game uh, is you can customize everything. So, like, you can customize, and that's what the CP is used for, is in between levels you can customize, like, how big your bullets are on screen. Do they arc? Um, how fast they travel? Things like that. And you can use different set amounts of CP to do that, which I think is kind of neat. Oh, okay. That sounds a lot more than what I was expecting. I thought it'd be, you know, one of those things they kind of like make an extra game to promote the main game. Sure, sure. Kind of like the Final Fantasy fifteen, like the the little beat 'em up thing that they had. So I guess it's a lot more than that. It's actually like a legitimate Mega Man game. Yeah, yeah. It's on 3DS and Switch. The Switch is just a port of the 3DS version. It's not even. It's not even sixteen by nine. <laughs> okay. But it's cool. It's cool. If you're if you dig Mega Man games, it's it, like good Mega Man games. It's pretty good. Well, I saw. I just saw the cover art, and that guy from Mighty Number no. Nine was on it. So I thought, well, I'm not downloading that. I still, it's a I still it's like a good it. game. You might be you might be surprised. But uh, yeah, I played that, and I also played a little bit of a couple of the Neo Geo collection games. Uh, uh, Metal Slug Three and uh, King of Fighters. Um, how many 97. copies? How many? How many copies of Metal Slug Three do you own at this point? Um, probably three. No, no, actually two. I really uh, wish they just make a fucking new Metal Slug. Copies. Like really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they did release the first one and the second one uh, since they released the third one. So, yeah, let's let's move on, Capcom. <laughs> yeah. Can you count to four? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, five. Well, I'm talking about Metal That's Slug. That's three, five, five. Metal Slug. Wait, Capcom makes Metal Slug? No, it's a... no, he's comparing them to Capcom. Oh, okay. That's about to say. Was... Yeah. Remember how long it took him to count to three? Exactly. But anyway, the uh, the last game that I played, the game that I played hands down the most, is uh, of course Arms. I uh, I I love Arms, dude. I like Such legs my arms too. I'm more of a breast man. I figured as much. Mm. Are we talking about chicken here? Because oh yeah yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. know I've never seen arm. the chicken arm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that'd be the wings, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean... Oh, sorry, this is a stupid uh, fucking joke. I have to tell the story now since we're on this conversation. My father used to work with someone who got very mad because, in his words, 
a chicken's got four legs, and I'm getting gypped when KFC only gives me two. What? <laughs> So, <laughs> they makes a they, solid point. So they are out there. Oh man! Okay, isn't that an offensive word? What? Gypped? Isn't that? Yeah. No, are you thinking of another word? No, no, that, no. That's that's an that's an that's an offensive word too. Yeah, yes, I was quoting someone else. I, I know, I know. I was just I apologize to anyone it was off- offensive to. I was I think that just meant you you're getting ripped off. No, 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 no. It's it's actually a reference to uh, a people. Yes. Is it the gypsies? Because that yes. would make sense. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah. Are, are we that afraid of offending gypsies, the, the majority population of the planet? Is that a, what, what they were over at right now? No, I think it's just, you know, if there's a group of people that finds it offensive and there's a substitute word, the substitute word instead. Uh, okay, sure. But, uh, yeah, we are, we are very, very rudely... Interrupting Jason at every turn, so please yeah. tell me about arms because I'm I'm actually interested about this game. Um, it is it is such a really awesome new IP by Nintendo. I I, I think it's really good. It's I mean to those who say that uh that it's basically just you know uh, we boxing have absolutely no idea at all what this game is about. It, this game is so cool. I I mean, I play. I play it on my uh, uh, with my pro controller, so I don't even I don't even use motion controls, and uh, it, it plays so good. And it's got a extremely uh, fierce um, online community that are. I mean, it it pretty much might be the next like uh, Smash Brothers for you know for the you know the Nintendo crowd, whereas you know. On the surface, it's simplistic, but there, there, there is a lot of nuances and a lot of strategy to the game. Um, and, and I feel that the game just overall feels really good when you play it. Um, when you, um, when you punch the opponent and stuff like that, and I, and I think it's really cool that um, it's not just punching, but it's also uh, evading, and then the the whole grab system, which a lot of people are like, you know. Uh, grab spammers, people who are online who just keep grabbing people. Because thing is, if you're blocking, you you're automatically uh, basically open to be grabbed by your opponent if you're blocking. Um, but the thing is, uh, it's it's pretty easy, in my opinion, to just dodge and evade grabs. And also, the nice thing about when your opponent attempts to grab you, is if you evade their grab, you they're open for attack. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'm a part of I, I joined a uh, Arms Facebook group, and they keep there's a lot of people that are like, you know, I hate uh, grab spam, spammers, and I'm just like, I love grab spammers, aka easy wins. So, I mean, Arms it's, Facebook uh, it's, group sounds like a support group. for people who have no arms yeah and and also on top of that um when an opponent attempts to grab you uh you can actually punch the grab uh with one of your arms and actually uh basically deflect it so if your um, arm is stronger than theirs yes that is true 
And I don't rely on that. I mostly rely more on uh, evading. So, and when you get into the heat of battle, it literally does feel like, um, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but it, it feels just as, when it clicks, it feels just as good as playing a good, like, 2D Street Fighter game. When that clicks, when you're just like, you know, you're in the, you're in the zone, and uh, it almost feels like, like a rhythm. Like the actual gameplay has has a rhythm between grab, evade, jump, punch, left punch, right punch, you know, stuff like that, and and that's just the surface of the game. Then it then of course uh, again the deeper strategies with with the characters themselves. Each character has different um, abilities, uh, speeds, uh, power levels, and then on top of that, each character. All the arms, the different arms that you can get, also have different approaches. Some of the uh, some of the arms have like uh, can actually affect uh, other people in terms of like if, if it's like an ice based arm, you could uh, freeze them. But it's not just a regular punch that freezes them. You actually have to uh, power up arms to where like if if you have a freeze mechanic, you can freeze momentary freeze your opponent. If you have a uh, ele- electrical um, component to one of your arms. When you're powered up, when you punch the other person, if it's a successful hit, you can actually uh, momentarily uh, dis- um, basically uh, make it to where their their arms can't work for a few seconds. So it's it's actually a really deep game, and. I like the graphics and character designs, and uh, uh, just recently they had an update uh, where you could play as the uh, the last, pretty much the the last boss of the game, which is this guy named Max Brass, and uh, he's a uh, he's pretty pretty bad dude. He's really big, muscular, and uh, uh, it, it's it's a character that people assumed you would just dominate with him when you use them, but actually, um, uh, when you, when you punch using your arms, um, there's a little bit of a, uh, the arms actually, uh, seek opponents like slightly. It's kind of like in uh, like a halo, like when you're playing like a halo game where your aim doesn't have to be exactly precise. Um, I can't remember that, what the terminology is called. Oh, yeah, it's like auto aim, <laughs> but each each arm, uh, mo- the majority of the arms in the game, uh, actually has a kind of a quasi auto aim. But uh, with Max Brass, uh, it's off. There's there's no auto aim, so you actually have to be you actually have to be a much more precisioned uh, player in order to really take advantage of uh, Max Brass um, uh, from the from the get go. So it's okay. there's that, actually quite a bit, quite a bit to this game, and that's I didn't even I haven't even said anything about like uh, stage layouts, how the actual environments really do affect gameplay mechanics, uh, the little items that come in that help or don't help you, and so there's a lot to it. Um, uh, so I'm really looking forward to uh, future updates to the game. 
I, I think it's a, I think it's a blast to play. I, I, uh, I play it probably every, every couple days. I'll, uh, try to get a, maybe an hour in or something. Okay. Uh, the thing that I see a lot of people talking about it as far as a complaint goes for arms is that outside of just the online and just fighting people, there isn't much to do that's fun when you just want to play by yourself is from a single player perspective. What would you say to that statement? There, there is basically an arcade mode mm-hmm. um, where you basically fight uh, the 10, 10 fighters um, throughout the game. And there's, uh, there's uh, seven difficulty levels per each character. And uh, the difficulty uh, from level to level is dramatic. Um, the Level one, um, I, could, I could beat level one pretty easily. Level two, I can I can beat it, but it's it's a challenge. Level three is it, I, I've attempted level three, and I think I got past one or two uh, characters. Level four, I I think I spent a half hour fighting the first guy. Half um, hour, really? Yeah, because wow. it, because the difficulty just ramps up from level to level. And there's people that can beat the game on level seven that are like just complete and utter savants at the game and basically just dance around. Like, I mean, if you, if you watch some videos of like the really good players, it, it's, it's pretty insane. And, that's, uh, that's, that's my biggest problem with the game is difficulty tiers are not extra content. Right. Like there's there's nothing else to do in that game, and and that was my biggest issue with it. it I get it; it's an online versus game, and that's what you should yeah. go into it wanting. But if you want to play it single player, don't buy that game ever. The unlockables are terrible. They're they're just the arms of the other characters that you can equip to your character. But they but they change the gameplay quite a bit from character to character. But there's not even any cosmetic stuff to unlock, and the the coins that they give you to unlock stuff uh-huh. is insulting. I beat it, that it, game. It, I beat that game twice in arcade mode before I was able to unlock one pair of gloves for one character. You can uh, you can actually get money a little bit quicker in. Uh online matches. Sure, but I'm we're speaking what Jay said specifically about single player. You're playing by yourself, you're probably never going to unlock all that cuz you're going to grow tired of that arcade mode real quick. I think I think it came down to a, per, a perception of the price and what you're going to be getting. For our arms, uh, it got that, you know, the switch tax of the full $60 price tag. But if they launch that game at $40, get even more people wanting to buy the game so that the online community flourishes even more. And then that would also justify the fact that there isn't that much single-player content. <clears throat> so I think the price point is the major point of contention for people that are criticizing the game because it is a full $60 game. But I can also understand from a, you know Jason's perspective... The game is just really fun to play, and he is enjoying it the way that the game is trying to sell itself, you know, from the online, you know, uh, versus standpoint. And that, that's okay. I mean, Overwatch also launched as a $60, uh, $60 game that with no single-player content whatsoever, right? Not even anything like an arcade mode or anything like that. So when we think about, 
the perception of value. I think it just comes down to how much you enjoy the core fundamentals of the game. And I, it seems from Ken's perspective, he doesn't enjoy it enough to justify just continuously playing it uh, as an online multiplayer game. But for Jason, it does. So once again, it comes down to a matter of perspective and what you like and dislike. Oh, sure. I, from the outside yeah. looking in, Overwatch, I felt like, should have been a $40 game. Now, granted, I've spent more time in that game than anybody humanly should. Mm-hmm. But still, looking at it from the outside, I totally get why people think that should be a $40 game. Yeah. Also, for the fact that the PC version was indeed $40. Yeah. Console uh, versions were 60 for a mm-hmm. fucking Widowmaker skin, which was and, just... Yeah, it's like three skins. It was yeah. <clears throat> but that's that's ridiculous, and I totally agree. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about about arms. So, all right. Really enjoying it. Also, uh, the uh, Castlevania anime on Netflix, uh, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, oh. we talked about that last week. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, let's get some takes on the who wasn't on the last show. John and Drew weren't on the show either, no. right? Uh, no. Tell us about. It. Did you guys watch it? Nope. Drew, did you watch I it? Did. Yes. That shit oh, is that's good think? shit. That is a fantastic adaptation of a video game. Yeah, really I is. am. Yeah. I am going to watch it though because I've heard good things. You, you should. It's uh, it's only four episodes, so not too much of an investment. You'll get that done in like an hour and a half, and uh, it's a good time, man. It's good stuff. Yep. So watch it. No, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it again. I've heard. Uh, good things about the quality of the animation, voice acting, and its uh, take on, uh, or its, you know, um, is the homage to the Castlevania series and, and how it should please fans. Not that I'm a big fan, but it's nice to see something done like that. Yeah. All right. Drew's back. Hi, Drew. I am back. Hey. You ready to talk about it with this, the man that the tension has built for yonder? Oh, I bet. And at this point, uh, we, we would ask all non-patron $5 donors to turn off the podcast. <laughs> skip forward uh, to the point where we don't talk about it. And this is for exclusive members only. So uh, go, go ahead, Drew. Okay. So I don't know what all you heard of me explaining yonder. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing? Okay, Nothing. cool. I don't know what y'all so, heard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yonder is a open world exploration game on top of that it's also a harvest moon game Ooh, yeah so Ooh. Hmm. let's take a look let's first start off when you see screenshots or even video of this game you'll think oh man this looks a lot like uh breath of the wild as far as an art style goes it's a uh, slightly cartoony but it has that you know breath of the wild had it would look almost cell shaded in a way but also had that like soft textures to it. Yeah. Um, this game has that too. Um, it is a full open world where you can go where you want to. Um, but what you do is you take on quests. And uh, these quests will eventually lead you to a farm where you can actually build a farm. You can customize it however you want. And it can generate different things. So... Um, to start off with, you're just collecting things. You know, you'll find rocks and sticks and stuff like that. And you'll uh, use them uh, to build other things. So it has kind of like a Minecraft component to it. Um, 
but it's all done in this really open world thing where you go exploring. Now, I haven't got that far into it yet. I built my farm and did pretty much all the beginning tutorial stuff. Um, so I don't know if this game has combat. I don't think that it does. I could be wrong, um, but I have not ran into enemies I could fight. In fact, I don't think I've found a weapon yet. Now, I may have to craft a weapon or something like that later on. Uh, but it's actually really interesting. Um, I would say it's kind of like, I mean, that's, that's the best description is it, it is a open world harvest moon kind of game. Um, maybe rune factory may be closer to it. Rune factory. Uh, there's a heavy emphasis on combat though. So this looks like it doesn't maybe. Yo, I see. I don't know yet. That's the thing. I've only got about okay. two hours into it. So, uh, but the, uh, the world is gigantic. Um, you know, you build your your farm in this starting area. I'm sure later on you can move the farm and stuff like that. But that, most areas are closed off because you have to go exploring uh, to find um, these creatures that can remove this dark mist that's covering parts of the land. Uh, so there's a ton of exploration going around, finding different things. There's tons of cosmetic items. There's different types of clothes you can wear, stuff like that. Does it have effect on your stats? I don't know. I don't think so. I didn't see any of that. Um, but if you like just a, an exploring kind of world, just running around, and then also on top of that, farm management, building, customizing, you know, getting animals that then produce milk, and then you can use that to sell to get more money and to build other things. It's pretty interesting. Um, and it looks amazing. Um, but I, like I said, I haven't had that much time to play into it, but, uh, I did play a good amount of that. Um, obviously played Overwatch. Um, I got into the PTR and messed around with Doomfist a little bit. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? He's a really cool character, but he is not my kind of character. Right. I am more of a tanky <clears throat> or a healer kind of guy. I'm not much of a let's get behind them and hit them in the face kind of person. But have you have you landed that fully charged right click into a dude <laughs> and then one shot at them? I have I have been able to charge in with a punch, then uppercut and then slam down and it just decimates I mean like a reaper who wants to get right in your face, hit that's a bad idea for him. Um <laughs> and I, I did that to a reaper and I was like, well that was very satisfying. And then I got mutilated. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where I'm just not skilled enough to play an attacker character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, he, he's a really cool character. And I think I have a feeling he's going to change the meta significantly. I, I think so too, man. And also, did you notice that there were changes to Ryan on uh, PTR as well? Slight changes, but changes nonetheless. I have not. What's, what's the changes to Ryan? They uh, increased his uh, hammer swing by ten percent, and you can actually feel it when you when you press that left click. That moment of impact is actually faster. So if you've been playing Ryan as long as me and Drew have, uh, you know exactly when your hammer's going to hit because we've you know, swung <clears throat> that hammer so many times. But that ten percent increase that increases his damage uh, a bit, and also they change uh, a lot of the things with his charges being kind of inconsistent. His fire strike uh, having a bigger bigger hitbox, so slight little buffs to Reinhardt that makes him a little bit more consistent, uh, maybe a little bit more uh, viable for the current meta because man, is it dive heavy right now? Yeah, yeah, it's Reinhardt's pretty much just been 
ignored, especially in comp and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I played some of that. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been out a week just on vacation and stuff like that, so I haven't really had that much time to play stuff. I did jump into The Witcher 3 a little bit more. Yay. I'm really... <laughs> I'm, I'm still really enjoying that game. Uh, I am currently now... Game. It is. I am currently looking for Dandelion. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. That's my least favorite uh, part of that game, but it was still good. Yeah. I, That's a big part of that game. Yeah. I just, you know, because it was weird because I finished the Bloody Baron stuff and then it said, okay, you need to find a boat to go to Skellig. Yeah, but you don't have to go there yet. Uh, quite go honestly, Ske- I, I feel like it's, I, I feel like the best way to do that is to finish up as much stuff on the mainland as you can um, before see, you that go was, out there. That was what I thought, like. Well, see, I didn't realize that because I never went to the big city up on the northern part of the yeah. map right there. I, I so went I was, there and finished almost everything there was to do there before I even went to Skellige. Well, we'll see. Well, Skellige, is that – it's so weird because I did – I feel like I did stuff out of order. So I did all the Bloody Bear stuff, and then it said – you know, every time you load the game up, he says, okay, well, we I found out that, you know, that they – she went to – Skellige. Right. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess that's the next story beat. Well, let me do some of these Witcher contracts that are up in this city. Yeah. And I started doing that, and then I ran into Triss, and then I ran into, or the, I'm trying to find um, uh, Dandelion now. And yep. I'm like, well, and then all of a sudden, when I load the game up, it says, okay, now we're talking about Triss, and now we're talking about finding Dandelion. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Am I skipping stuff no, you're in not. the store? No, you're not at all. You can do any of that stuff in any order possible. Um, and I, I personally did it the same way you did. I did everything in Velen, um, everything in Novigrad that I could do, because there's some stuff you have to come back for, um, and then went to Skellige last. Yeah. So, yeah, you can definitely do it that way. There's no order you have to do it in. Okay, well, I, I didn't know. I, I figured Skellige was like, okay, we're going to the next map, basically, where I'm going to spend a lot of time. It is a it is another big map, a lot of water, um, but um, but you don't have to go there next. You can you can go to Novigrad next. I got you. But yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm knee deep in Novigrad right now. I finished up all the stuff with Triss, I believe, and now I'm off to trying to find Dandelion. Um, how far in the main story would you say that is? I mean, is that halfway? No, not even. Not even. No. No, because once you do once you do all the main story stuff in Velen and then in Novigrad and then the the main quest in Skellige is really long, um, and even then you've got another part that almost feels like the end of the game, but it isn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then you've got a couple more main missions after that before you go to the final boss. So you're probably I don't know forty percent, maybe thirty five, forty percent. Okay, you can't see me right now, but I have the biggest smile on my face, knowing that I have so much more of this. Oh, game you got a t- you got a ton, and and even and I'm just talking about main story, right? There's there's a ton of side quests that have yet to open up to you, so you got a lot of that game left. Yeah, I went to the DLC, baby. Yeah, the DLC, I've already got I've already got the DLC. It's I know. Quite honestly, both DLC quests, in my opinion, are better than. 
most, eh, maybe all of the main quests in the main game. I'd have to agree. There's some so much good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm thoroughly enjoying that game still, and it it just keeps going. It's fantastic. Um. Other than that, I I, uh, actually today, for some reason, I I had a hankering to play some um some uh, arcade golf. And I remembered I had uh, Mario Golf World Tour on my 3DS, and so I brought it, and I've done uh, I've done 18 holes of it. It's really fun. No, that was the last uh, cool. Mario Golf game that came out. So, yeah, it was. I always forget that that game is made by the same people that make Hot Shots. When's uh, the Hot Shot? Every no, the, the uh, everybody August. loves golf. August August okay. August 29th, I think. I'm okay. actually really excited for that game. Every once in a while, I, I, that's, I, I would say that's probably my favorite video game sport to play. And um, if it's really arcade kind of like that, that's, that's time for me. Yeah, I will be buying everybody's golf. Faux show. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me as far as I know. I'm trying to think. I did review Micro Machines. Yeah, we've talked about that while you've been gone. Yeah. Um, Nobody's playing that game. <laughs> it, yeah, that's the issue. And that, I mean, if you read my review of it, I, you know, I gave it kind of a mediocre score because while that game may control great, if you're playing against the AI, you're not going to have a good time. No, not unless you're it's, just racing. Uh, yeah, unless you're racing. But if you're if you're playing the objectives, which is basically what that game is made for, um. The AI is just going to run you over, yep. and it's just—I mean, it, it's not that great. If you had, if you had like five or six guys that you know all sat down and said we're going to buy this game and play it, you may have a good time then. But even then, you're going to run out of fun eventually. Yeah, I think in the races that we play online, at most you get three people in a twelve-person race. Yeah, rest is AI. It just doesn't work, you know. I mean, it's if it had a big player base, it would it would may have been a, a better time, but yeah, and unfortunately, and the, the bad thing is, is it's developed and plays well. No, so, but yeah, I think that's about it. All right, we'll move on to Darth Vader. That's you, John. Why is it me? You haven't you haven't seen the chat, have you? No. <laughs> Every two seconds we hear... Why don't you tell me these things? I texted you and chatted you. I don't... I'm on my phone. I'm not looking at the screen. Well, Well, for the record, I called you a mouth breather, so, you know. Oh, that's about right. (laughs) So, Lord Vader. Crying out loud. Have you you played... Lord Vader, okay. (laughs) Um, Damn it. Okay, so... uh, What have I been playing? I've... Got a game called oh, I have to have to pronounce this Arira Arira Urethra. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's just called Area. Area, um, and it's a uh, four-player or it can be up to four-player co-op kind of. It's trying to be uh, like a cross, cross between Diablo, so it's like an isometric. Um, uh, action a game. It's 
kind of revolved around music. So there's a lot of uh, musical uh, connotations, and and like the name of one of the characters who had taken you on the tutorial, it, it's a parrot for some reason, and his name is Clef. And sure. your weapons are uh, instruments. Um, are they? So wait, wait, wait. Are they? Are they instruments of destruction? <laughs> no. Um, Do they play a symphony of destruction? No. What they play is really <laughs> annoying noises that constantly <laughs> go. So one of the guys has a harp, and so every time you, because uh, he's an archer, so he's using the harp to throw an arrow. Every time. That is like, dring, 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 and it's like over and over again. It's really annoying. Uh, one of the other guys has got like these two small trumpets as like guns. Uh, the game, <laughs> yeah. Another guy's using a cello as a shield and sword, uh, and the noise is horrendous on some of these. It's really not great. It's very, very annoying even after like five minutes of play especially the harp oh my god um and you you have this main hub it's this uh musical academy or university and you've got several sections and you've got characters in there you go speak to them, they give you missions um oddly uh to get to the areas you have to do these missions on you go to see a guy who will you load into a uh an airship and the airship is just one screen, and it's the area that you came from, and then the area to get down to the ground, and that's another loading screen. Uh-huh. There's no sense to that. Why just not load me into the area that I'm meant to be going? Why are you loading me into an airship that only has one function to for you to move from one platform to another? It's absolutely bizarre. Um combat's really poor uh so uh i like those sort of games uh, i like playing as a range character um and the aiming is so off it's like it's not 360 degree aiming the enemies that you fight there are things like rats and spiders and um scorpions and stuff they move quite quickly and like several times I was firing what I would believe to be directly at them and it's missing them a quite a margin. And there's no, there's no way around that unless you want to go melee. Cause obviously you've got, you know, you've, you haven't got a aim, you're just swinging your sword and stuff. Um, so that's super frustrating as well. And it's just a bit dull. It's not great. Um, so expect a great glowing review for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, I have played two games you might be interested in. Super Mario Odyssey. Nah, nobody cares about that game. No, okay, that's cool. <laughs> really? Okay. Yep. And How I did played you Mario. Play that? I have. Well, I went to uh, uh, Hyper Japan Fest, which was in London this weekend. Uh, they do it twice a year. It's basically a Japanese culture thing. Um, you'd have loved it, Jason. A lot of uh, anime figures and all sorts. Uh, but, <laughs> Lots of tentacles, but, you know. Yeah, ten- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did see a really cool t-shirt that said, hentai is just the age-old story of girl meets octopus. I just thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> um, uh, but Nintendo were there. So they had a whole booth, and they were doing an arms... Um, they were doing arms, Mario Kart tournaments, 
Um, Splatoon tournament, Splatoon was there, obviously. But they also had Super Mario Odyssey and uh, Kingdom Battle. So I got to play those. Um, Kingdom Battle is phenomenal. It is so... I mean... There's just the, the smallest touches, like uh, a lot of the time you're moving around the background. You, you've seen what they showed at uh, E3. Uh, so you've got the, the, the area, you're moving from one to another, one battle to another. But in between, there's like rabbits in the background and you press the A button and there's just like silly little things that they're doing. Cause you're honing on them and they've like, they're, they're laughing or jumping around or synchronized swimming. And it's just bizarre, it's super funny. Um, but the, the, the combat is amazing. And it's, it is XCOM, but it has been toned down slightly uh, because obviously it's going to be a, a different audience that's going to appeal to, uh, or at least a younger audience that they're going to try and get into this type of game. Um, the, the, the mechanics with the, the moving around, uh, super straightforward. Uh, you know, the jump mechanic was there from the start. I don't know whether that's something in the game that you'll, you'll learn as you go along, but where you can sort of jump on another character to extend the reach and you always move and fire unlike XCOM where you can move and then fire or you can move further and not fire you always get a turn uh, to attack which I think is really cool because if you're not into that kind of game you might not fully understand how that works and they have just taken that out I'm not sure again if a mechanic comes in later on that that brings that in but it was the case if you go onto the ba- uh, battlefield you're, you're spreading your characters out you're um, moving around, attacking the enemies, blowing up uh, environmental obstacles. Um, it's really, really fun to play. And I was playing it for about 20 minutes. Um, and it looks really nice. Uh, it's amazing the level of detail that uh, Ubisoft have put into this. It looks like a Mario game. And this is from people who technically don't make Mario games. It is really, the attention to detail is fantastic. Um, I'm really looking forward to that next month, um, which also comes out, uh, I think, the same time as uh, Everybody's Golf. I think it's the same day they come out. Uh, but that's super fun. The other thing, obviously, is Odyssey. Um, that's That's Super Mario 64. That's Don't Mario you say Galaxy. those things. No, it, well, it, no, it is. It's. I mean, when you think about a, a 3D Mario platform, I mean, bearing in mind that we've not had one of those since Galaxy 2, you know, 3D World was fine, I'm sure, but... Um, no, it was more than fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't that type of game. No. This is the moment I took control of Mario. Okay, yeah, this is what it is. Um, I was in the New Donk City section, and the demo, you could choose which one. They had, like, the desert and uh, a New Donk City. So I chose that one. And I didn't get as long with that, unfortunately. Uh, as you can imagine, the queues were quite big for, for, for Odyssey. Um, but again, it's it looks amazing. It feels, you know, you it feels like a 3D Mario game in the way that he runs, jumps, moves. Um, the hat mechanic is... It's weird to get used to, to start off with. It's like you kind of have to train your brain to to remember that you can possess things with your hat, and that will get you into different areas. 
Uh, but once once that flicks, uh, that switch is flicked on, it's um, it's like oh, and it works on pretty much anything. Um, it's it's super good, and you get the mission that you get given is but you get uh, Pauline, uh, Mayor Pauline uh, asks you to go and find all of the musicians so that they can have a, um, a party and they want the, the band to play and so you're, you're hunting around um, different things that you can do will get you these moons these half moons that you're collecting uh, which I guess are like the stars in uh, Super Mario 64 and you know you do something of significance you get a, a half moon um, but it is I mean I wish I had a bit more time with it uh, just to see what else is in there. And I mean, I, I was probably about 10, 15 minutes, uh, but it, I guess it feels like uh, a Mario three, a 3d Mario game. And again, I don't think the stuff that we saw at E3, you have to kind of play it to get a feel for it to really kind of realize it is this game. This is this type of game. Um, I think anybody who's a fan of Mario and those type, those 3D Marios are going to, is going to be ecstatic. Did you get to use the uh, the hat mechanic where you throw it around and possess things? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, does yeah, that, so does that feel good? Did it feel it, fun? It, again? It just took a little while to to kind of realize. Oh, hang on, I could got this hat now. Um, uh, and this, but yeah, it is super cool and it's very intuitive. Um, if you want to, you can throw the hat out. To go into to possess something, you can throw the hat out to knock down enemies. If you throw the hat out, and it's the uh, which button is it you use uh, the Y button. That's your that's your attack with your hat um, button. If you press and hold the Y button, that's when it spins in place, and you can then jump on it to reach. And that takes a bit of getting used to because it's it, again it doesn't. It, it feels a little bit unnatural, um, but once you get used to it, yeah, it, it, it opens up various other bits that you can do. So, uh, one of the band, mem- band members was on a, like a, a building far away, and you had to get onto another building at the top, so that you can jump from it to land on the top of this other building. But you can't do it unless you throw the hat out, or I couldn't find a way to do it unless you throw the hat out to give you that extra reach to get there. Um, so it's it is super cool. It is really really good. I think a lot of people are going to be very very happy come October. Nice, man. Mm. good stuff. Yeah, but I'm, I'm again. I was I, I was blown away by by um, Kingdom Battle. Really, really was. Um, you know, there was a lot of because it all got leaked obviously beforehand, and and people were worried what it would be, and and the premise looked cool, but to play it. Uh, it, it feels like a Nintendo game. Uh, they've done a great job to give it that feeling, and I'm super, super excited for that game. You seem more excited for Kingdom Battle than you are. For I am. Yeah, yeah. Else. I mean, yeah? I mean, okay. it's closer. It's closer. So it's it you is. know, it's only a month away. But um, it is. It's because it's different. I mean, I will play Mario, and it's a game that I will, uh, I will hopefully like, and it looks super amazing. <clears throat> but it was. I, I think it's because. I was didn't know what to expect with Kingdom Battle. It is something that you don't normally see Mario in, and because it was made by Ubisoft, obviously there's always that little niggle. You know, it's not a Nintendo game, 
but they it, it feels like a Nintendo game. It really, really does. Um, I think if you took the Ubisoft bit out, if you didn't tell anybody that Ubisoft made this, I don't think anyone would know. We'll, we'll have a season pass, though. That's my question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Then we'll but know it's it, a Ubisoft game if it does. Well, Nintendo but it, yeah. games have season passes. Well, one does. Zelda does. One. Yeah, mm. one. Well, last gen they had them too. Uh, Hyrule Warriors had one, so did Mario Kart. Yep. Three. All right. Hey. Compared to basically every Ubisoft game ever made since the PS3 <laughs> era. Hey, Nintendo, Nintendo's still figuring out online. You know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. They're, they're kind of slow. <laughs> right? I, yeah, I... I, I don't know. Maybe it will, but I don't. I don't know. There's, we're not going to find that out uh, until close to the day if there is a case. But what, what I played of it, um, it felt like a Nintendo game. So uh, again, super pleased for that, and I hope it does well. I think it will because I think there's a lot of buzz coming out of E3 when people realise what it was going to be. Everything and, on the Switch does well because there's only one big game a month. So I think that's clever. Sell. No, no, that's yeah, that's I, a great. Yeah. You you couldn't have a better exclusive lineup this year. I think Nintendo's got it yeah. killed. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I still think there's, I think there's stuff that we don't know about. Maybe maybe next one year. or two things. Nah, next yeah, year. maybe. I think they've got every month covered for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, September. September's um, uh, Pockin. Is that yeah. no? That's no. Isn't that nope? That's is September. It? Oh, July, okay, so July yeah. is Splatoon. August is oh, Rabbit. Yeah. September is Pockin. Pockin. Oh, um, yeah. October's Mario. November's Fire Emblem. Uh, something in December. And December's um, Chronicles. Might be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I would, I would not be surprised if that's pushed <laughs> the next year. Hey, man. Relax. Relax with these crazy things you're talking about. It's coming out this year. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be playing it. It's going to be great. I'm the great. Uh, you're not going to be playing it, Jay, because you got to find a Switch. Dude, I can find one anytime I want, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's all I've played. Good. Of worth, anyway. Of worth. Okay. Of worth. Jay, did you play anything? Drew's gone, by the way. He didn't even say goodbye. He just said, I'm leaving in the chat. No, it was taking some gunfire. And then he needs to take off and find some cover. Uh, I played a couple of things, but uh, most of this weekend in particular was just watching Evo and stuff like that. Uh, just to quickly just get it out of the way, I finished my competitive um, Overwatch placement. Just back in Diamond, because I didn't really do that in the last season. So that's that. Uh, I played a decent amount of Fallen Legion, which I'm playing for review. The embargo is Monday. I could probably talk about it. Um, the reason that this game got me interested is because I watched the trailer. Because I saw that it was coming out in July. I'm not covering a lot of different things in July. Because it's kind of a quiet month. So I was like, eh, I'll, I'll check out this indie title. And it's uh, it's one of those like kind of like budget RPG kind of deals. It's like $20 retail, I believe. And the interesting thing about this game is that the PS Vita and the PS4 version of the games are actually different games. The Vita version actually uh, plays the game from a different perspective of a different main character. So it plays things out differently. I didn't know that. So I'm curious if I need to play the Vita version in order to get the full story or if it's kind of more of a, you know, like, kind of like a supplementary kind of deal. I'm not sure, but I'm playing the PS4 version. 
uh, where you're playing as this kind of princess and her her emperor father just died and she's now the new queen of this big empire and she's trying to get back to the, the the kingdom and then she's kind of being assaulted from all angles because they don't you know they don't want her to become the queen they want to take the power for themselves and all that jazz so there's a there's a war for succession and when I watched the trailer, it really reminded me of Valkyrie Profiles. Uh, if anyone's played the PS1, anyone played the PS1 game Valkyrie Profiles here? I played it back when it came out, but I couldn't remember a damn thing about it. What about you, Ryan? No, I did not. Okay. Um, it's I a neat a game. Bit of it. Oh, cool. So it's, it's a game by Triace, and you should know those guys from, uh, games like Valkyrie Profiles and also Star Ocean, yeah. which is probably yeah. more, you know, more, uh, more popular than Valkyrie Profiles. But I love Valkyrie Profiles on PS1. I really liked Valkyrie Profiles 2 on PS2. So when I see a combat engine and uh, it's inspired by something Triace made, which they're kind of known, really famous for their awesome combat engines in uh, fighting games. I mean, uh, in RPGs that are kind of similar to fighting games in a lot of ways because how deep they can get. So I saw that each character was assigned like a button. You can do combos. You can, you know, press like triangle circle and then have the uh, two characters walk up at the same time, do like a chain attack. Well, that sounded neat. Um, and then they also have this element where as you're progressing through a stage, which is kind of like this linear battle by battle kind of deal, you pick from uh, three different choices uh, in a, from a scenario. Let's say like, there's these people that are rioting because they're not getting enough pay. You can make the decision and say, okay, we're going to increase their pay. We can, you can try to quell the rebellion. You can try to execute the people that are starting the rebellion. And that's supposed to shape how the game is supposed to play out. But in all honesty, I haven't really seen too much of that just yet. Like, yeah, I've made a lot of choices and morale uh, has, has ridden uh, across the country, but that has like a minor effect on combat, and I haven't really seen how that's really taking the story in a different direction. So it feels a little half-baked, that aspect. And as far as the combat goes, it's not turn-based like I thought it was going to be. The the enemies and you actually have like this like bar that fills up, and every time it fills up, you have one action for that character. And you can use it however you like, so... You can attack while the enemy is attacking you at the same time, and your combo breaks if they get a hit in, and you have to press the button very uh, specific times to block their attack. So it feels very chaotic in a lot of ways because you're trying to set up combos, you're trying to increase your damage by making these like long strings of attacks, but the enemy can interrupt you at any time and just kind of like stop you from attacking. And because there's a lot of animations going on at once, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes when the enemies are attacking you. So it feels weird. I feel like it might have been a better combat engine to to have stuck with the the turn base and then made it so that you have to block at the um, at the right time um, during the enemy's phase. But it is very fast paced, which is which is nice. But from from what I've seen so far, what I played, it feels a little underdeveloped in a lot of ways. It feels a little rough here and there. There's very little voice acting. The the character art feels. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be wrong to say a little amateurish in a lot of ways. I get the art direction that they're going for, and the pixel art looks gorgeous. But the actual art of the two D two D graphics for the characters when they're in the portrait form when they're talking seems rough. Seems like something that uh, it's like one of the the first ones that this artist has done. Uh, it could it could definitely be better, and uh, it wouldn't be right for me to compare it to Vanillaware, which is kind of in a league of their own. 
But I think that's what they're going for, and they didn't quite hit it. But uh, overall, I think the game is is fun. I'm gonna continue playing a bit more of it before I write the review. But um, still, just the trailer sold the game very well. But compared to what I saw in the trailer and the potential that the game might have had, I don't think um, I don't think it, it quite gets there. Uh, but it is also once again, it's a twenty dollar game. It's very very cheap. And if you pre-order the PS4 game, uh, you actually get the Vita game as well. And like I said, the Vita game is supposed to be a different game. So in a way, you get like two games for you know the price of twenty, which seems good. It's a it's a different thing to talk about because you can talk about how a game feels like it's it could be much better, but when it's sold at you know the, a third of the price uh, of a, of other retail games, you have to kind of take that into consideration and then weigh that as well. So. That's something. Uh, but yeah, just keeping it simple. Just those two, really. Alright. Wombat! Alright. All right. Um, so, before I get to the big one, I played just some, some smaller stuff throughout the week. Some stuff with uh, my son. So we played uh, we played some of Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. Uh, which is great on 3DS. That's I mean, I know it's old as can be now, but um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a very, very well done port in my opinion, at least. Um, we played some Yoshi's Woolly World and some stuff like that. Uh, but most of my time this week was spent playing Fire Pro Wrestling World, um, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, there are already over a thousand, uh, edits available. I heard there were up to um, 3,000. That's probably right. Um, which is insane. I, it's nuts. Um, and the the it's even more insane when you consider now some of them aren't complete, but um, the editor in that game is crazy, and it's incredibly intimidating if you've never um, tried to do edits in a Fire Pro game before. Um, because not only do you have to create the the way the character looks, which they're sprite based, so um, it's a little different than creating a character in a WWE game or something like that. Um, but you've also got to do the move set, right? And there's a ton of moves. And then you've got to set their logic, uh, which is basically their AI. So you, you set their AI, how frequently they do different moves, what moves are some of their favorites, um, how aggressive they are, that kind of stuff. And um, because the, the best testament I can give you to the AI is that not just in this Fire Pro, but in all the ones in the past... A lot of people only play the game to simulate matches. Like they'll they'll just put two two um, characters in there against each other, both controlled by the computer, and just watch. Um, and you end up with because the animations are so good, and because the AI programming is so good, um, you can have an enjoyable twenty twenty five minute match to just watch, even if you're not playing it. Um, oh wow! I I uh, don't usually do that. I'm, I usually like to actually play it. But um, the gameplay in Fire Pro, um, if you're somebody who's looking at it and says, man, this looks, this looks really interesting, I might check this out, um, the, the best tip I can give you is, number one, do the mission mode, which is basically a series of tutorials. Um, and number two, don't button mash. Um, button mashing is the clearest way to get destroyed in that game because it's all timing based and um, the way the computer decides priority 
in terms of when you both lock up at the same time, um, the way the computer decides priority is who timed their button press the closest to when you're supposed to press it. Um, and if you button mash, you basically automatically lose. So you have to get really good at the timing of, okay, when they do this grapple animation and both their arms hit each other's arms, that's when I have to hit the button for the move that I want to do. And um, you have to work your way up to stronger moves. Um, the game, it, it, it's really different because the um, there is no, like, so like in a WWE 2K uh, match, you would initiate the grapple, right? You would hit a grapple button to initiate the grapple. That's not the way it works in Fire Pro. No one technically initiates the grapple. It's just when your characters bump into each other, it will go to the grapple animation. And so um, the at that point, it's just timing. It's whoever gets the timing right first, whoever has the least damage done to them, um, and whether or not your opponent is weak enough to do the specific move that you're trying to do. Um, if they're not weak enough, the game has an automatic counter system. There's no manual counter for front grapples, um, just because it's timing-based and because it's it's sort of a toss-up at the beginning. It's an automatic counter system. So if you try to do a move that your opponent isn't worn down enough for yet, they're going to counter it automatically. So you can't just spam heavy attacks from the beginning of the match. You've got to build to them. Um, so it's, you know... In, in the 2K series for WWE, you can spam you can spam a lot of attacks, and um, you can you can have it's pretty easy to have a five minute match. Um, in this game, it is incredibly difficult to have a five minute match, um, and you don't want to, right? There's there's a lot more back and forth. Um, one of the things that I love that they've added is the strike battle where um, it happens sometimes in American professional wrestling, but it's very common in Japanese professional wrestling where the, the two wrestlers will just stand and trade strikes. Um, so, you know, I, for, I throw a forearm to your face, you throw a forearm to my face, I throw a forearm to your face, and then we just stop and stare at each other for a second, and then it's just an all-out battle of forearm, 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 until one person finally has enough. And... Uh, it's fantastic in Fire Pro because it really sort of captures the drama, um, especially late in a match. If you get into a strike battle, more than likely what's going to happen is you're going to get to the end of it. You're going to throw a strike, and your opponent's going to fall down based on that last strike, and then you're going to stumble forward and fall down too just because you're so worn out, um, which really adds a lot of drama to the match. Um, there's a, it's the only wrestling game ever, um, that has a breathe mechanic. Um, there's actually a button that you hold to breathe. Um, so when you've got your opponent down on the mat, one of the important things you have to do is you got to make a decision whether you're going to, um, attack them more while they're on the ground, or if you're going to take that opportunity to just stand there and catch your breath. And if you don't catch your breath, um, it's going to be harder for you to run. You're going to be more susceptible to big moves. It's going to be harder for you to do your own big moves because you're worn out. So um, you got There's a real back and forth in terms of okay, when do I press the attack, and when do I just need to hang back and take a breath for a second? Um, it, it which which lends itself to some really some really cool matches. 
um, it does a better job, I think, of than any wrestling game of simulating what an actual professional wrestling match looks like. Um, so it's it's incredible. Um, there's a lot of modes and stuff that they haven't even added yet, but it does have you know the single player mission mode with the tutorials. Um, it's got an online mode that I haven't really had a chance to play yet, so I, I can't really talk about um, lag or anything like that. Um, but the, the match types are awesome. You've got uh, your barbed wire rope match, um, or you've got the landmine exploding death match, <laughs> where uh, you can have fluorescent light tubes in the corners, and uh, you can throw them out of the ring onto these barbed wire boards that have explosives attached to them. So they <laughs> is this Call of uh, Duty? Which is you know what's <clears throat> crazy is they they there was a promotion in uh, in Japan in the mid to late 90s called FMW that used to do these match types for real. So they would have uh, barbed wire rope matches um, or they would have these boards set up on the outside that had, um, you know, mostly flash for show matches or uh, explosives that would go off when a a person would land on it Um, and, you know, throw sparks and stuff like that. but to be able to have, you know, the WWE games are never going to include stuff like that. Um, so it's it's just neat to be able to have that option. Um, it's still, you know, it takes some getting used to because of this, it's it's a lot harder to land strikes in Fire Pro than in most games, just because it's the the perspective and the fact that it's two D um, makes it easy to miss strikes. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's 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 a faithful Fire Pro for. Um, a new generation, which is awesome to me. Um, and it, you know, it made me go out and add an extra RAM stick to my old laptop. Um, it ran on four gigs of RAM, but it just it would slow down sometimes. <laughs> um, so I went out and dropped, you know, thirty bucks on a four gig stick to add to my laptop. So and that um, that helped the the game. Like it did, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yep. Yep, it made a it made a big difference just in terms of um, speed and eliminating lag and slowdown. Just adding that extra four gigs, no, it, is, it doesn't need much to run at all. Yeah, this is early access on PC. It is coming to PS4. It is point? coming to PS4. Yep. So the they nice. um, when they have been asked about um, timing and that kind of stuff, they've been really hesitant to give a time frame. Um, but all they keep saying is it will be in early access for at least a couple months. So uh, I'd expect sometime in October, November, uh, for it to get released out of early access on PC at least, and hopefully it'd be on PS4 right around the same time. Uh-huh. But you know, the, the the one thing I'll say is that the the Steam support in this is amazing um, for edits because when somebody puts up an edited wrestler. Um, you sub- you don't download it. You subscribe to it, so that if they make any updates to that wrestler, you get them automatically. The game re-downloads all your edits every time you start it up, um, so you get the newest version of it every single time you boot the game, um, which is phenomenal. And I j- I just don't know how they're going to replicate that functionality on the PS. So if you've got a PC that will run it, which most people's PCs will, PC might be the way to go. Especially if, you're, uh, especially if your laptop or your computer has an HDMI out. You can just plug it into the TV and play that way anyway. Hmm. So, yeah. 
It's um, for 20 bucks. if you have any interest in it. Um, what I would suggest is go go on YouTube and watch some videos of it and uh, see if it seems like it would be your speed. Um, for 20 bucks, though, it's it's well worth the price of admission if you have any interest in it whatsoever. Um, and it really is there's – there's a certain degree of skill to it that doesn't exist in, like, the 2K games. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm not I'm like the opposite of a fan of wrestling. I've never been into it. I've always thought it was kind of silly. Yep. But uh I've enjoyed those N64 wrestling games, especially, yeah. you know, with the friends it, and stuff like that with the four it, players. It's even um so it's um it's 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 its own beast. So I can't even compare it to the 64 games, but it right. reminds me of the 64 games in that the best thing about those games compared to the 2K series or SmackDown or any of those games is that it's got a much more deliberate pace, um, and you have to be a lot more strategic. Um, and Fire Pro is the same way. It, you got It's a lot more deliberate, and you got to be a lot more strategic than you do with the 2K games. So, Jay, it honestly might be a game that you would really like. Yeah, I'm, uh, when it comes out of Early Access, do you think that'll be this year sometime? I think I really think it's going to be probably October or November later this year. Ooh, that's a that's a heavy month for games. <laughs> it is, yeah. But just based on everything they're saying, they keep saying it's going to be in early access for at mm-hmm. least a couple months. Um, I, you know, they're they're they put it in early access because they want to make sure all the customization tools are on point, right? Um, and that the online is is good. It seems to be doing very very well. Um, so they may end up trying to push it out of early access sooner. It um, every time I've looked, it's been in like the top five or six on Steam's um, top sellers. So um, it's doing very well in early access. So uh, hopefully that means they'll get it out of early access relatively quickly, and it will do well once it's the full version as well. Okay, yeah, you the way you've talked about it. Uh, obviously, you articulate your points very well, so that helps. But you're really selling the game to me, even as like a non-wrestler fan. So I'll definitely check it out when I have the opportunity. At the very least, check out a couple YouTube videos so you can get a feel for the pace. And uh, that'll probably sell you one way or another. Will do. All right, that's it. That's it for me. All right. Well, I'll try to wrap this up quickly so we can move on to other glorious things. Oh, wow, they just announced Jetta from Marvel Capcom Infinite. Yeah, I'm watching it now. Man, and the more I see of this game, the less I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, it bums me out so much, man. It does not look very good. Uh, <laughs> I played a lot of stuff. I did dive back into Diablo this weekend, double XP this weekend. So I was. Oh, uh, oh I totally missed that. Wasn't yeah, uh, I was leveling my Necromancer. It's up to like thirty-five now. I I did not play nearly as much as Drew did, but the more that character levels up, the more that character becomes super OP. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! But it's awesome. It's super fun to play. Um, I played a game called Super Cloud Built, which is due out next week, I think. Um, but there's no embargo on it, so I can talk about it all I want. This is a... I guess you'd say cell-shaded is the best way to describe the style. Um, parkour shooter so you run through these levels like super fast you are aiming at things that are in your way 
you are jumping off of things. Um, it's really fast and interesting. My problems with it uh, come from the levels feel too long for their own good. For a game that focuses so much on speed and, and making your way through the level super fast. I mean, there's even like a, a timer for speed running. Um, these levels just seem really large for that particular thing. Um, to the point where like, I felt like if the, if the levels were maybe half the size of what they are now, it would be a little bit more interesting to play. Uh, it also has a very weird control scheme. It'll take a while to get used to, so you jump with the left bumper, which defeats all video game logic since the beginning of time, because everybody knows you jump with the A button, or the X button. Yeah, I I think that's different. Depending on the kind of control scheme that they're going for, and the kind of game that it is, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's just something you've got to get used to. And then, like, the jumping allows you to... So... You know, going through the first level, you'll pick up a lot of the the mechanics of the game. So you can jump, you can wall run by holding the jump button. You can, if well, you by tapping it again, you can wall run. If you hold it, uh, your character stops in place, so that you can jump to like the other side of the wall. So you can do like a back and forth. Um, you eventually get this jetpack that allows you to boost forward, but it also allows you to like run vertically up walls. And it's there's a lot of really interesting systems going on. Um, that make it fun. The shooting is not great, but they give you a very generous auto-aim, so it becomes easy. Um, a lot of the enemies in the environment blend into the background, which is an issue. Um, they're not very well defined sometimes. Uh, the game was giving me tutorial hints in the first level about getting lost, which is never a good sign, uh, because I totally got lost a couple times in the first level. Um... I don't know, some of its mechanics seem cool, but some of its mechanics seem counterproductive to what the game wants you to do. So, I want to play some more of it. I think it's an interesting game. I don't think it's going to... I really... I was I was attracted to it because of the art style. I think it looks really neat. But playing it, I'm not as hot on it as I hoped I would be. Um, been playing some more Crash. Still enjoying that game. Um, this is the worst part. I always think about all the games I want to talk about, and then when I start talking about them, I forget to talk about them. That's why I always write them on the list. I should probably start writing a list. Um, I play Final Fantasy XII. Oh, wait, that came in? Yeah. Okay. I don't, How do you feel about it? I don't know that I like it. <laughs> it's, um, the combat is very much Final Fantasy fourteen, but a lot slower. Like, it's very uh-huh. slow-paced, methodical. Um, visually, like, the cutscenes in that game, I don't know that they've been touched. But, holy shit, for the time that game came out, Square Enix was still the masters of CGI cutscenes. Yeah, visually that, speaking, man, that game, way ahead of its time. Yeah, you know, like the, the opening cutscene, which I'd forgot back then, they didn't streamline RPGs, so that intro is like, half hour long. It's kind of insane. Um, I it it's the combat's fine. It, it is what it is. It just feels like very slow. A couple of the things that they've added to this one. So when you have to go back and grind, you can now like speed it up. So you can go times two or times four speed, kinda like in Final Fantasy Seven, 
uh, the right. PS4 one, so that your grinding goes a lot faster. Um, I find the 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 um, the AI partner stuff really neat, where it's basically like JavaScript functions. Gambits, yeah, yeah, for your characters. So like, if this, then that. If that, then this kind of stuff. Like, I find that super interesting. And for people who are into those kind of games, like you could spend hours customizing your your party members. The thing that interests me about Final Fantasy XII is that I I watched a few reviews, and the thing that they complement uh, the most, as far as the additions go outside of the job system thing, is the like the addition of being able to fast forward, yes. right? What does it say about a game where the thing you like the most about it is the fact that you can play less of the game by fast-forwarding it more? Well, I think it's a bad solution to a problem that the game had, which was that there was too much grinding in that game. And Mm -hmm. instead of retweaking the actual pace or, you know, layout of that game, they just made it so that that stuff happened faster. It's not the best solution, but considering reworking that entire game would have taken probably years Mm -hmm. to do... I get why they did it. Yeah, that makes sense because I know a lot of people that um, like their final uh, favorite Final Fantasy game is twelve, and I don't know. Like to me, like favorite Final Fantasy games generally comes down to which Final Fantasy games you play first and which Final Fantasy game you finish the first time. Yeah. So generally, that's the one that you know that's kind of the first one that you like the most. That that was Final Fantasy six for me. I know it's Final Fantasy VII for a lot of people. Some of some of them is Final Fantasy XIII, or even some of them is Final Fantasy XV. But for twelve in particular, I there's a lot of things about it that I really didn't enjoy, that I have a hard time like justifying it being like the favorite Final Fantasy in a lot of ways. But maybe maybe uh, this this re-release will. Uh, I want to try to check it out eventually. Maybe all these additions, the new tweaks here and there, will make me enjoy the game or maybe appreciate it more. But we'll see. I think it's the I think it's the one Final Fantasy game that has one of the most interesting cast of characters, but the least interesting main character. Main character. Yeah, yep, he, that is. Yeah, correct. he is lame as shit. <laughs> He's, he's the most unnecessary main character in the Final Fantasy game of all time. Yeah, but the people surrounding him are super interesting. Oh, yeah. Baltier, dude. Like, one of the best characters in Final Fantasy history. Like, he's Han Solo, dude, in the Final Fantasy game. So yeah. cool. It's, it's so weird, that disconnect, that your character is the most boring out of everybody in the mm-hmm. game. But no, it's, it's good. I mean, it's pro- like, if you had to cherry pick a Final Fantasy to re to bring back, that's probably the most perfect one to do, because I guarantee you, almost unanimously that is the least played Final Fantasy game. Just because of when it came out, and how different it was, it just it's interesting to see that game, for sure. Um, I also have, uh, I don't know that I talked about it too much last week, uh, I have a 2DS XL Cool. So, How's that going? So, ask me anything you want to know about that thing because it's there's a lot going on in there. Is it awesome? It's all I right. I was thinking about getting one. I mean, for the price, it's great. Uh, a couple things you should note: when you hold it in your hand, it feels like a toy. Like it's the the build quality of it is not great. It feels light and cheap. Okay. Um, the screens, obviously, blowing it up to the XL are going to be a little muddy. Not not going to be as sharp as the the regular 3ds, the new 3ds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do like that the memory card slot is now on the bottom next to the card slot for the games. So you just pop off a little thing at the bottom. You can switch out the memory card. You can pop in a game card. That's a lot easier. Everything, everything is on the bottom. The stylus is down there. The headphone jack is down there. Um, I like that the volume switch now has a lock. So if you put it all the way to quiet, you can lock it into place. Oh, nice. Um, it when you fold it out, if you move the 3DS, the screen like wobbles back and forth. I don't like that at all. Because it, it, I thought it was broken, but then I was watching a couple people online, and that's basically a common thing. That's how they designed it. I don't like that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, how much was it again? It's 150 yeah. when it comes out. It comes out in like 12 days, I think. Gotcha. It does come with a power cable, which I know is a stupid thing to be excited about, but some of those 3DSs didn't come with one. The yep. new 3DS XL didn't, right? Is that what that was? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that was a, that's such a stupid thing not to have. Yep, so that's in there. Um, I mean, it's not, I love the color scheme of it. Like the blue and black, I think that looks really slick. Um, it's, it's a lot smaller when it's folded up than I thought it would be. Like it's the size of my iPhone 7 Plus. I keep thinking it's another phone sitting on my table. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's my 2DS. Oh yeah. But no, it's it's nice. If you have a 3DS or a new 3DS XL, there's no reason to buy this. But if you don't, and you're looking to upgrade, and you don't care about the 3D, because it will play anything. It'll play every game. So it'll it'll play like Xenoblade Chronicles yes. on 3DS. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's it, good. That's a good sounding point. It literally plays every game, but it makes sure to note on the box, like right on the front of the box, in big bold letters, plays all 3D games in 2D. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if the the title of the system wasn't obvious enough for some people, but is that the only feature that it's missing from the uh, new 3DS? That does it have the little analog controller yep. thing for the, the right? Nub. Okay, so it has that. The nub is there. The two extra uh, triggers are there. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's all there. So it's just basically fifty dollars cheaper for minus the 3ds. Is yep. That and it doesn't. 3D? And it yeah. doesn't feel quite as sturdy as the 3ds for sure. Like I said, that sounds that sounds fine. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like you don't think about something like that until you put this in your hands, and if you've held a 3ds before, you're like, wow, this feels cheap. So. Mm. Also played a lot of Splatoon 2. I missed that, unfortunately. Nice. It was only on yesterday, wasn't it? I have the whole game, John. Ah, well, fine. <laughs> uh, it's a weird Nintendo embargo, so I can't talk a lot about it. It's like, you can talk about this level on this day, that level on that day. Oh, for crying out loud. I literally Speaking had it. playing, John, what are you playing right now that you're button mashing so hard? Sorry. Listen, what? I'm not breathing, I'm button mashing. What are you playing? Yeah, but what are you, what are you playing though, since you're... Yeah, Binder of Isaac. Oh, uh, okay. so he's playing shit. Gotcha. Uh, um, Splatoon 2 is... That's some Splatoon-ass Splatoon. If you okay, like, if good. You, if you like Splatoon, you're going to like Splatoon 2. Oh, that's, that's what you want to hear, really? I mean, the single player, uh. single player is a little more fleshed out. Uh... I can't talk about the parts where it changes a whole lot because they won't let us talk about that yet, which is kind of hilarious. Um, but the early parts of the single player still feel like the first game single player. Go from point A to point B, 
point B in this level. Every three levels there's a boss kind of thing, which is fine. It's fun. It's good. Uh, the online mode has only been live for a few days, so I've only managed to get a couple matches in. Uh, and obviously there's not a lot of people playing that game right now. So, and people who have the full game were not able to play with the Splatfest people, so if we wanted to play that, we had to download that separately, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, and also, I will not be reviewing that game when the embargo lifts this week because the app and the online service stuff does not launch until the game launches on Friday. Uh. So the embargo ends before that happens. And I want I want to see that app. I want to see how that stuff works before I write a review of that game. Because this is the first game to use the Nintendo online app and the Splatoon-specific online stuff. So, I want to see that. I also booted up the um, Superior Street Fighter game because it went backwards compatible on Xbox One this week. So I played some Street Fighter 4, and that game is still a shitload better than Street Fighter 5. Nice. Like, by a country mile. So... But no, I think that's most of the big stuff that I played this week. Uh, there is some other little stuff that I played here and there. I also installed a sound bar in my office, and then I played Doom in arcade mode, and I about blew my face off. Yeah. That game has fucking wicked sound. <laughs> it sounds real good. Uh, cool. So what's out this week? Uh, John's favorite game, Area. The collector's edition of that's out this week. Uh, Fall- oh, does it, what does it come collectors with some earmuffs? That'd be good. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Fallen Legion, Sins of an Empire, which Jay talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orcs Must Die Unchained. Is that a brand new Orcs Must Die game, or is it like a, like a console re-release? It's a or console version of the PC game, uh, but it's only on PS4. So. Okay, those games are fun, by the way. If you never yes, play them, yes, power I've, defense games. I played the first one and loved it. Super fun game. Yeah, just uh, play with co-op. Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles, which Drew talked about. Conga Master. I don't know what that is. All right, you're not going to believe me when I say this. Fortnite comes out this week. Anybody actually ever remember that game? <laughs> no. You really don't remember that game? First Unreal 4 engine game? Yeah, I do. I'm joking. Yeah? I, I heard free, about it's it, to, but... It's free to play, isn't it? It is free to play. This week is early access, so you have to pay to get into the early access before it launches officially. Free to play. Okay. Says all you need to know. Uh, Super Hot and Super Hot VR are coming to PS4 this week. Now, Super Hot's going to be cool, but apparently VR isn't. So, I don't know. Really? I hear people being yeah. really positive about the VR. Uh, no, no uh, the PS, the PlayStation version of it. Because oh. apparently the move controllers don't work so good. Well, yeah. That's a known so, quality. Well, yeah, just apparently it makes it more... Um, you know. Moon Hunters? That's out this week. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch is coming to Xbox One. Uh, Gigantic. There's another one. You remember that game? That game's launching this week. Gigantic. I've had that on my list. 
Yeah, it's been outrageous. it's been an early access. It's not. Um, this is official 1.0. Gotcha. Uh, this isn't out this week, but I had to read it just because it made me laugh. Uh, the Japanese version of Crash Bandicoot, which is called Crash Bandicoot, but Toby Sandan Mori. Is that the insane trilogy in Japanese? Yeah, yeah in okay. Japanese. It's funny. It's, it's pretty great. Uh, nothing out on the 3DS this week, but there are a couple games coming out in a week. Uh, when the 2DS XL launches, two big Nintendo games actually. Hey, Pikmin and Miitopia. All mm. right, uh, the 3DS Pikmin. Which I when's have, that come out? Uh, 28th, same day as the 2DS. Man, gonna end up having to pick that up. Uh, Minecraft Story Mode's hitting Switch this week, along with Splatoon 2 on Friday. Oh yeah. Uh, trying to find a good PC game. There's a few here. Um, Break the Food Chain. That's pretty good. Um, German Fortress 3D. (laughs) (laughs) This one one just sounds good. Nurbits. Nurbits. Nurbit. (laughs) Here's. Sounds like Nurbit. I was going to say, not that Eddie Murphy movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. Old Maid Girl. Mm. What? Like the card game, Old Maid? No, or maybe. Okay. Could be. Uh, what is, I'm looking at a screenshot. Uh, it's a Japanese anime girl holding playing cards. Haha! So, so, yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty funny, though. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the best ones. I mean, there is travel riddles, trip to France. <laughs> 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 I don't even know. <laughs> Here's a fantasy word generator game: Elf World, Three Kingdoms. Oh man! Uh, I love I'm I. S- I love and hate the indie game scene on the PC. Like truly. And Greenlight is dead. Amazingly, what'd you think? <laughs> All right, we're gonna go into the news. The big one, obviously, uh, D23 happened this week, so they showed a Kingdom Hearts three trailer. Um, and they claim that game will be out in 2018. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I believe them. You are the gullible, one. Jay. No, no, no. It feels like they've held back on saying what year is going to come out for the last four years. So when they finally say that the window is going to be 2018, I feel like they've waited because they don't want to, you know. That's not so much a launch window as a garage door. <laughs> this is just one year, sure. Yeah, they're not. Then that's no. Yeah, I think I, I will make that bet that that it will come out in twenty eighteen. It might be said, late, late twenty eighteen, but you know. they also said this week the Grand Turismo Sports coming out in October. I don't believe that either. I, I actually believe that one. Yeah, I I I believe that. I also believe that game's going to be hugely underwhelming. Mm. Um. But the the news uh, they showed the trailer was uh, Toy Story World. They're adding a Toy Story World. So. There was rumors about that, weren't there, that they were going to do that? Well, I'm sure I'd heard they some. were true. Oh, people were excited that they might be doing that. Um, Disney also announced that there are Star Wars experiences coming to VR and augmented reality. No shock there. 
Uh, there's a new Marvel game coming to VR that lets you play as Hulk and Rocket Raccoon, because those are similar experiences. Mm. Showed off yeah. some new Battlefront 2, which looked really good. It's so weird to me to watch all these things under the same umbrella now. Like, it, I still don't get it. Like, Spider-Man, Star Wars, Mickey Mouse, those, those things don't seem like they should be in the same house together. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Uh... Destiny 2 beta codes are out there. Um, oh, yes. Got did, one of those. Did you look at the screen that says press A to play, and then did you press it and get an error? Because that's what you can do right now. No, well, I, I, I gathered that that's <coughs> what would happen, so I haven't even loaded it up yet. That's what happened. That's like Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was Tuesday. like 300 megs, too, which I thought was pretty funny. You're going to patch it again when it goes live. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's Tuesday for PS4, Wednesday for Xbox One, and next month for PC. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy XIV was being uh, DDoSed this week, but apparently they've got that under control. So nothing better today, clearly. Uh, but who remembers her story? I do. I vaguely. Yeah. yeah, they're making the developer of that game is making a new game. Um, it's called Telling Lies. His story. No, it's not his story. Fuck that. Fuck him. Uh, it's called Telling Lies that's taking influence from Francis Ford Coppola and other filmmakers. Okay. It's inspired by 1970 thrillers. Um, not a lot coming out of Evo this week, but Capcom did announce that they are putting out three retro costumes for Alex, Ibuki, and Jury, because, yeah, Jury's retro, uh, Street Fighter 4. Uh, they're four bucks a pop, and there'll be a new stage the Temple Roof stage. How much is that? Uh, I'm assuming it's in-game money, which, if anything, to go by, those stages are usually 70,000 fight money. Sounds like a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, Hitman July update is out. So it's the 26th and final elusive target for Season 1. So there's that. The new Nintendo 3DS has ended production worldwide. So the original new 3DS, you can no longer it will no longer be being made. So, but the XL is still going on, isn't it? Yes. As we talked about earlier, Gran Turismo Sport is now in October. <laughs> Just Cause 3's multiplayer mod is launching on Steam this week. That's kind of cool. Um. Scrolling down through here. Nope. 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 Nino Cooney was delayed. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Into February, I believe, 2018. That's a shame. But also not expected. Not not surprising, sorry. Yeah, it's that's looking like that's about the biggest news. Cuphead was on Conan this week. There's that. Oh, was it? So what they did is just bring out the demo Conan played or something? No, you've never well, seen Clueless Conan Gamer? Does, yeah, Clueless Oh, Clueless Gamer. they did the, the Clueless Gamer. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They did it for Cuphead this week. I remember watching the, the Witcher 3 version of the Clueless Gamer. thought it was hilarious. Those things yeah, are always... Good. Those things yeah. are always... This week he does... He plays Cuphead with... Uh, what's her name? Kate Upton. And it's just an uncomfortable him hitting on her the whole time. 
Oh, gosh. Of course. Yeah. Pretty much uh, what else would you do? It's, it's basically never about the game. It's about, like, it's like a stick, you know? But I love the arms one with uh, Will Arnett. That one was hilarious. Yeah. Um, for some reason, demos are news now, probably because we never get them anymore, but Mass Effect Andromeda and The Surge both got demos this week. Oh, I might do The Surge, because I played that, yeah? <clears throat> uh... I'm curious about what segment of the surge they would have for the demo. I guess maybe before the first boss or something. I think you'd have to get that intro part. That'd be my guess. Because the intro part like really sets the tone for that game. I thought it was good, but I'm not sure if that's fitting for a demo. So. Uh, the other big, you know, I think this is the last thing I have. But uh, Warframe, you know that game? That game's still around. Um, there is a big content update coming to that game this year. That's going to, if you've ever played it, like every mission you take always takes place on a ship. Like you have a ship where you do your missions from. They're actually adding a world that you can walk around like open world style to pick your missions. Kind of Destiny-esque. I found that, because I tried that game, and I think the combat's actually really good. Yes. Um, I found just everything associated with it just too confusing. There's too much going on. It just became overwhelming. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that game, but when you just get down to the nuts and bolts combat of that game, it's really fun. Mm, yeah, I did enjoy it. I'm going to give it another shot when this uh, when this big patch comes out. Uh, there's new Mafia 3 DLC coming out next week. The final of the season pass. There was a season pass for that thing. Yeah, there was, and they've released two big DLCs for it already. This is the third and final one. So there you go. I still like that game. Emails. We got an email from Mike. He says, interesting conversation on the Vita last week. I got one oh, little... Oh, what did I miss? It was a long... About storage space, memory, things like that. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, he says, I got one a little over a year ago. I've had fun with it here and there. Something I've always wondered about as pertaining to the memory card thing, though, is why no one made an adapter card for it that you can put a micro SD card in Kind of like the one that goes into your computer that changes it from micro SD to SD. I did buy some games. Actually, to comment on that, I saw a tweet the other day. Somebody was selling something on eBay that was called an SD to Vita converter. I'd like to know how, because the SD cards are bigger. The Sorry, not the SD cards. Um, The memory cards are thicker, so I'm not sure how that would work. I don't know. But if somebody could do it, that'd be pretty cool. Well, that was his biggest failing. Uh, he says, I did buy some games during the sale for it, but I have to admit what uh, what I do with the Vita most often is just play remote play for my PS4. To me, the fact that it can do it shows uh, what an amazing machine that is, and the potential is being wasted by Sony. Uh, anyway, I took y'all's advice two weeks ago and bought Diablo 3 with all the DLC for the first time. I heard you guys talk about it tons of times, but I've never gotten on board until now. I'm really liking it. Speaking of Vita Remote Play, it works great on Diablo 3. Anyway, that game is huge. Do you have any tips for a noob? I made my character a female witch doctor. Should I run multiple characters? If I do, are they all the same game, or do they have each have different story modes? Mostly, I guess, my question is, just from a new player to y'all advanced players, what do I need to know? Anybody? Um. Well, you can take that, Ken, right? You yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, as far as the, the question about story mode, they're all separate per character. Um, 
I would suggest going through the story mode first with one character, because you should hit level 70 by the end of the story. If you're not playing on easy or normal, you know, at least put it on hard or torment, like the first time through. Um, but play through that, because then that unlocks adventure mode for every character. Every character can then use adventure mode. And for that, you can go in and grind all your characters if you want. But I, I definitely think you should do one first. Get one character up to 70. And then, you know, kind of get a feel for what that what that grind is like. And then Adventure Mode is so much easier to grind the other characters if you want to do multiples. So. But no, that, that game is endless. Just, uh, just poke around, have some fun, because there's a lot of cool shit in that game. Yeah, um, well, it's also, to be made clear, the story is separate, but you do play the same exact game basically from begin to end with all characters right oh yeah 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 no 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 yeah, I, yeah. I just meant the progression yeah is, yeah is separate uh, per character it's all about play style though with each character that you play as that's the that's the best selling point for diablo like if you play let's say like a monk and then you play something like a sorceress or whatever whatever the Wizard. wizards are yeah wizards are kyle they're yeah, literally so, called wizards they're called Witch. Okay, so they um, <laughs> it was like the sorceress for Diablo two because it was the woman, right? Is yeah, that how it goes? Sork? Well, they're not gender specific in this one. You could right, you could they're, pick they're, either they're, or, they're, but like, there's even a loading screen tip that says wizards are really fond of their hats in Diablo three. I thought wizards are gender specific, and then the the female wizards were called sorceresses or something. Is the, that how that goes? It's still called a wizard in Diablo. I have a female wizard on the Xbox One version. It's level seventy. Mm. Weird. But uh, basically, you want to try different play styles, and depending on the gear that you get, you want to try uh, different types of uh, builds and such. And what it really uh, will determine that is kind of set items that you end up getting. Because obviously, you don't choose the items that you get. They're just kind of given to you randomly. And your job is to try to make the best of what you have. And then after you get a certain amount of set pieces, they give you certain bonuses, a certain type of skills. So you make a make a build based on that. You can also go to a website called DiabloFan.com, I believe, or .com or .net. And that's a really great resource for things like popular character builds that are very, very powerful. So if you're interested in hints on how to build your character, you can go there. But uh, yeah, just, just play. Just have some fun. Just pick the character you, that you like and try to make them as powerful as they can get. All right. Either way, just play more of that game. I'm going to move over to the Twitter. Um, Blue Apple Blue sent in a series of tweets that I'm not going to read. Um, it's it's a moral dilemma question about rape in video games, and I don't feel like I need to talk about that. <sighs> yeah. Because truthfully, there are some things that we don't need in video games, regardless of whether or not it's proper or whatever, but just saying. Um, he did send in a tweet that says, do you think we will see the PS5 or X-Bone Y first? Will they be released in the same year? Um, they can yes, try out eventually, but I don't know about the next Xbox One X. I think Xbox One X in particular is a big kind of uh, experiment for uh, Xbox, right? Yep. So I wonder if they're going to do a same thing, like maybe they'll have like an Xbox 2. Are they going to have another Xbox 2X? Or is this just like a one-time thing, depending on how well this sells? But we've already established the fact that $500 is a really, really huge gap to kind of cross for a lot of the fan base. So it's going to be 
It's going to sell okay, but I don't think it's going to sell, outsell the Xbox One. It's not going to outsell the PS4 or no. even the PS4 Pro. So uh, I'm not sure if they're going to double dip on this idea once more. I, I really don't know how this is going to play out. I know Sony's going to do the PS5. Um, and the thing is, is if they do it within, if they do it by the end of 2019, and they want to be more powerful than the X, I got news for you, it ain't going to be $400. There, mm-hmm. There's just no way. Um, but depending on who's still in charge at Xbox will depend on what happens. I'm sure they're already working on the next one. The question is, is it an actual follow-up, or is it going to be, hey, here's another you know, more powerful system, but I think Xbox wants to go with we can play everything, like the same infrastructure on all the machines, but at some point you're going to have to make a cutoff. You know, that's just the way it is. Like, your PC from you know, six years ago is not going to run the latest game that just came out at, you know, stupid levels. And, you know, consoles are just not going to be that. They just can't. There's the, the developers won't support it. They won't, there won't be any games. So I think at some point, if Microsoft does do another incremental upgrade and call it, you know, the Xbox one X two or whatever they call it, it's going to have to have a cutoff that says this game will not play on Xbox one. It's it's got to happen. So, but you'll see the PS5 before that, most likely. Mookie wants to know how hot it is in your area. Uh, pretty Muggy. hot. It. Muggy? What the muggy. Uh, the hell does that mean? You don't know what muggy it's... means? Muggy? You know, like after rain and then it gets hot and it's like all wet in the air and hot and sticky. This is, it's called muggy. Yeah, it's called muggy. Yes. Wow. This is okay. a, this is the first time I knew what a word John used that Jay did. This is <laughs> fucked up. No, no, no. This is literally the first time I've ever heard that word spoken in my entire lifetime. Are you serious? Yeah, it's literally the first time I've ever heard it. That is every day's a school day. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So like t- today, today you'd have to say it's thuggy, but then you could call it muggy tomorrow. <laughs> And then Toogie, Wiggy, and Thurgy after that. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. I, 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 see, I see the thing that Ryan did there. Yes. It's. I mean, it's hot here, but it's not unbearable. It's like. Oh, it's in the low. It's been in the low 80s all week. Yeah, I mean, we had a big bound of storms last week, which kind of cooled it off a little bit. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of rain, like spotty bits of rainstorm here and there. So it's kept <clears> the temperature <throat> relatively bearable. Very humid, though. Yeah. But it's not as bad as it could be in July in Ohio, for sure. Yeah, very true. Uh, Mark says, do you ever feel guilty for not going back and finishing backlog games, or like me, get frustrated due to lack of time? Uh, I'm currently playing catch-up, but still get tempted into picking up past games on the cheap at Amazon. It never ends. Keep up the great work. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I don't ever feel guilty. Yeah, I don't feel guilty, but goddamn, I wish I had more time in a day. Yeah, I agree with that. It's the, My problem is, is I sit down and I'm like, alright, I'm going to play a game that I haven't played for a while, and then I start thinking about it, I'm like, well, but I'm only going to get to play it for like an hour. Am I really going to get anything done? Am I going to play it again tomorrow, or am I just going to be stupid and play Overwatch again? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think guilty is kind of a strong word to feel, to put for this particular emotion in general, 
Because guilt, you know, obviously states that you have a you know strong bit of remorse about what you're doing or what you've done in the past. But I think it comes down to like I do feel like whenever I play and whenever I boot up like Overwatch, I'm like I still haven't finished Blood and Wine yet. I still haven't started Ori and the Blind Forest that I want to start before the end of this year. There's all these things that I want to play. I want to play more Hollow Knight. So when I feel when I play one game, I kind of think about the other game that I could be playing. But once I get into the game, I just kind of forget all about it, and I just kind of go with the flow. <laughs> out, of, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, that's more or less how it goes. But I do eventually uh, plan on uh, finishing those games. They deserve my time. And certainly, I think everyone here uh, can feel that, yeah, I wish we had more time, because it's not... Even if you are... Even if you are unemployed, there just isn't enough time to play all these games because this year has been that crazy. Like physically, there just hasn't been enough time to play it all. Yeah, i i did the um, I did some. I, I'm bad for buying games when they're cheap. Like uh, on the Prime sale, I got one of the price mishaps, so I ended up getting that new Digimon game that just came out for like six dollars. Nice. So yeah, but I'm not even sure if you're ever gonna. Play that. I I may never play that game, but I also six dollars. Six dollars, you know, I could trade it in for more than that. Shit. Okay, well that's something. Um, and I also bought Legacy of the Void, StarCraft Two, because it was ten dollars. And I will, I will probably not boot that thing up for God knows how long. (laughs) That's that's so good though. It is good. I know it's good. So good. I know it's good. I just I just don't know when I'm gonna boot it up. It's just like any time you feel like you, know, you want to play the RTS, the single-player campaign by itself is so worth it. It's so much fun. I know, I know. I booted it up and patched it <clears throat> to make sure that my code worked, and I'm like, oh, I want to start a kid. It's, it's, my, it's my dudes. It's the Protoss. I'm a Protoss man. Like, that's my campaign. It's so good. The story mode, man. You got to play it. Uh, I get to, uh, Dustin says, Castlevania on Netflix is really good. Yes, it is. Agreed. I've heard that season two will be out before the end of the year. I'm kind of excited about that. Really? Th- this was wow. kind of like a test thing. They put it out to see how it would do, and that they've already got, like, like they split up the season. Like, it wasn't supposed to be four episodes. It was supposed to be, like, 12 or something. So that's why we're going to get the other eight pretty quickly. Okay, I, I'm down with that 100%. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, he says, pretty bummed Nino Cooney is delayed until January, but that opens up my November to catch up on games. Ha 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 that's funny. There's a few games coming out in November. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be done with all the games that came out in uh, October, by the way. Or September. Because there's like eight that you must play. Yeah, that's October's kind of stupid. It's it's the most ridiculous month of gaming I've seen in years. I don't. I, I really don't know how I'm going to handle Game of the Year this year, because let's think about it. There was a Zelda. There will be a Mario. There was an Injustice. I mean, South Park's coming out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> also uh, October, right? October, yes. It's the week before the big... And, and Wolfenstein? Evil Within? Jeez. I, God, rabbits? Too much. Too much. Ah, ah. And Assassin's <laughs> Creed looks good. That ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> Mark my words, my 2017 is going to go down in history as the best year in gaming so far. It's really, really good. I mean, it could have been good without a Mario and a Zelda, but to get a new Mario and a new Zelda in the same year? And not, not even just a Zelda or just a Mario, but you're getting that 
back to form, back to that Super Mario 64 roots, uh, Mario. You get, you got a brand new Zelda experience that nobody knew they wanted or they, you know, they, they needed in their life. And then, so you have all those things. On top of everything else, you have the Horizons, and you have the Yakuza Zero, you Resident- have the Persona 5, you have the Resident, Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7 came out yeah. this year! How do you... F- oh my god! It's ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. It's insanity. Oh my god. There's so many games this year that could have been my game of the year and an off year that probably won't even make my fucking list. I don't, I don't want to hear no lip of my honorable mentions like 20 <laughs> games this year. I, I don't want to hear nothing about like, that's too long, Jay. No! I need to put all of these games on my honorable list because they deserve to be there. Yeah, it's this year I think will be an exception to most rules. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Um, let's see here. Uh, I have a must-buy game each month until the end of this year, and the majority are Nintendo games. You know what? I was thinking. I was. Um, I told Ken the other day. I'm. I'm going to hold off on trying to get a Switch until it gets a little closer to. Mario, probably maybe in August I'll start looking again. Um, but then, you know, I'm sitting upstairs yesterday, and I own 19 Wii U games. 19? Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are really good. Yeah, the Wii U had a small but fantastic library. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, it's pretty incredible. So I, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to... And not just this year, but what uh, what Nintendo does with the Switch moving forward into the next couple of years. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see, and I hope they continue to do the Wii ports because I've given my Wii U up, and there's a lot of games that I would like to go back and revisit. I mean, namely Bayonetta one and two for sure. Well, sounds well. There's hints, isn't there? Yeah, we talked about that last week, um, but mm. if they did. A Bayonetta 1 and 2 pack on the Switch. I'd snatch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Again, I keep putting my hopes up for Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Not likely, but, you know, the way things are going, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. it's very possible, John. Because like, that's one of those games that was very well, uh, did very well critically. So Nintendo knows that it's something that uh, they, they, they have that didn't sell well, but perhaps deserves a better time in the limelight. Dustin also says, so if Marvel Capcom Infinite doesn't have X-Men or Spider-Man villain, uh, doesn't have X-Men, can Spider-Man and villains fill that gap? Or should Disney let Capcom bring back NES classics like Scrooge McDuck? Scrooge McDuck and Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> Infinite would be pretty amazing. I won't, won't going to lie to you. He's yeah. going to bounce on people's heads with his cane. Bring, bring and, dark... and use his cane as a golf club. Hell yeah. And then, and then he turns into... No, I guess that wouldn't work. But then you could also throw in Darkwing Duck in there too, because he fits right in. Just give yeah. him Batman powers. It's fantastic. Yeah. Just make him different skins. <laughs> you know? I don't know. The, the X Men comment that he's referring to was really disturbing. Um, if you saw that, uh, Marvel said something about how people don't remember the X Men. What? Yeah, I was like, really. Do like, they what? know that they are, they're still making X Men movies that are very, very but popular? But they are not. Yeah, that's the thing. Marvel They're doesn't have the them. movie. It's so weird that Marvel doesn't have the movie license to their own property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Whoa. I'm, I'm glad Marvel's in uh, Disney's hands now. Maybe they won't be so willy-nilly about their fucking oh, they won't timeless ever classics. Ever again. But they, yeah. they've got to get those rights back, which is going to be the tricky thing, especially since there's 
the X-Men license is what creates Deadpool, and we know how well that's doing at the moment. Uh, and so, Logan. Logan was really good. Logan was, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, and I would imagine those deals are like, they, Fox has to go so many years without making them, and they're not gonna, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, they did that. that. That's what happened with Fantastic Four. That's the reason they shit that movie out was so that they could keep the license to it. Which I don't get that. Like, why would you want that license? <laughs> well, the thing is, Marvel would do a really good Fantastic Four. No, I'm sure yeah. that Marvel would, would tie that in somehow um, into their universe, which would be good. But let's be frank, <clears> this, there's never it. been a good Fantastic Four movie. Nope. No. So the cartoon was good. Yeah, it was okay. Um, which is which is crazy because if you look at the cast of the original Fantastic Four movie, the the um, the, the Chris Evans, uh, yeah, that that cast seemed like it should be great. Yep, uh, as campy as the original Fantastic Four movies were, I I enjoyed them. Like they weren't they weren't like good, but they were fun. I, I enjoyed watching them. Not, I can't say the same thing about the new Fantastic Four movie, Fan Four Stick. Fan Four Stick. I haven't even seen that. No, it's terrible. No, do yourself a favor. Don't ever watch it. Yeah, no, it's I terrible. Don't, I don't plan on watching it, but it's, I usually see every superhero movie at least once. That is the only one I have not seen. Yeah, you can skip it. And be, yeah, you so can. Uh, he says, "Have you seen the trailer for Shrouded in Shadow?" Looks like it's uh, Gambus Khan's dream game. I hope they localize it to North America. I've never heard of this I, game. Me neither. So, what is it? Let's Maybe f- worth Googling or something later. What did I say? Shrouded in Shadow? I'll just quick look it up. Okay, sure. Shrouded in Shadows. Um, I, I don't see Shrouded in... There's a game called City Shrouded in Shadow. Maybe it's that. Maybe uh, that's it. It's PlayStation Four. What the hell? Sounds is like this? it. Sounds like it would be a vampire game. Um, the game is set in fictional Itchy City in Japan, which is being beset by sinister shadows and giant monsters. The hmm. player will be able to choose between playing as a man called Kin Masaki or a woman called Miharu Matsuhara, with the object being trying to escape the city. Looks like it's published by Bandai Namco. Interesting. Oh, it's being developed by the people who made Disaster Report. So basically it's Disaster Report with giant monsters. Oh, cool. That that actually sounds kind of awesome. So, well, there you go. Well, now you know, Gamus. You can put that on your radar. Nice. Uh, Nivex says, I'm glad PlayStation is doing the next-gen old-school way with PS5. This way, it really creates a new level of graphics for games. We'll see. I mean... Get the frame rates up, boy. That's what it's all about, apparently. I don't think it's about graphical leap anymore so much as it's about performance, because if we look at PS3 to PS4, I mean... No, there wasn't a big... It wasn't as big a jump as we're used to. No. No. I think people want more, as you say, more performance, better frame rates, uh, cleverer systems, better AI. That sort of thing makes a difference going forward. Because, I mean, if you look at some of the comparisons that people were putting on the internet today, or yesterday when the date for 
Kingdom Hearts was announced. They were sure showing screenshots from Kingdom Hearts Toy Story and the first Toy Story. And obviously, the Kingdom Hearts Toy Story looked better. Um, uh, it's get, it's pretty impressive. I think more people want um, cleverer systems and using that power in that way. Yeah, I don't think power is necessarily for graphical upgrades anymore because games look pretty fucking good if they if people want them to. I mean, just go play Uncharted, play Horizon. They just they look really fucking good. Um, but getting those games up to like higher resolutions and better frame rates, I mean, it's it's crazy when I say that because in that sense, then incremental consoles make perfect sense. <laughs> hmm. But I get where he's coming from. Like, console, new consoles used to mark, like, a turning tide for games. We're never going to see anything like that ever again, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Because if you look at the upgrade between, like, Final Fantasy 3 to, like, Final Fantasy... Well, Final Fantasy 6 is Final Fantasy 7. You're never going to ever get that, like, cutscene kind of upgrade ever again. You're not going to get a leap from 8-bit to 16-bit, 16-bit to 32-bit and whatever fraudulent thing 64-bit was, right? So, like, when you when you look at the... Do the math, the way, Jay! Do the math! 64 never existed. I'm sorry, it was a fallacy. But uh, basically, the way graphics are going, it's going to be more about the the particle effect and the various, like, little subtleties, <laughs> and the SMAA, the anti-aliasing and stuff like that. And that those are the little fine details you're going to be able to upgrade, which takes a huge toll on the graphics. But when I was talking previously about how the CPU hasn't been upgraded as nearly as much as the GPU for these incrementally upgraded systems, the PS4 Pro only got upgraded about 20%, uh, the, the Xbox One X only upgraded about 30% in CPU compared to like 300% upgrade to their GPU. And that's important because your CPU is important for so many things like AI manipulation, physics, those two drawing. things are very... Uh, what's that? Uh, drawing. So it does the like backgrounds and you know your, your environments. Uh, you, can, you can outsource that to your GPU in a lot of ways. But like when you talk about things like physics and, uh, uh, physics and AI, that has to be done by the, the, the CPU. There's really no substitute in those regards. So those things are very, very important. That's one of the reasons why Destiny... Guess what? Destiny 2 is going to be 30 frames per second, PS4 Pro. 30 frames per second. Xbox One X, and uh, one of the major throttling points for that was because of a lot of the physics and the AI manipulation that the system just wasn't able to handle at 60 frames per second, and also the competitive side as well, where 60 frames per second the users would have an advantage, a tactical, a feasible advantage over the people playing at a lower frames per second. So there's going to be a lot of those limitations, and I think the console manufacturers are going to have to take a long look at themselves when they make the next system and say, like, yeah, the CPU is just as important as the GPU for the next generation of gaming. Who here is old enough to remember when we called the Dreamcast and PS2 128-bit systems? I I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, boy, we were obsessed with those bits back in the day. Now it's flops. Bits and flops. Oh, flops is new. It's it was uh, was it pixels? Pixels was the big thing for a while. Now it's flops, baby. It's all about them flops. God love me a flop. flop. Polygons for a long time too. <clears throat> I remember that polygon count. There's more yep. polygons in Mario's hat than there was in the entire game of Metal Gear Solid. Yep. <laughs> Who cares? 
Wait, they made they made a statement like that. that oh, people used to make something. statements like that all the oh, time. Yeah. We used yeah. to talk about polygon count all the time. Yeah. yeah, so stupid. Of course, you know, in ten years we'll talk about how stupid flop. Oh wait, we already talked about how stupid flops are. Never mind. Yeah, ter- teraflops just sounds stupid to begin with. What a so flop. when you yeah, <laughs> what a flop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean is our last tweet. He says maybe now that they've got all the king all the remakes and remasters out of the way. Kingdom Hearts 3 might actually make that 2018 window if they have a full work group. Huh. I pause for laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I believe it. I, I, I know you do. I don't know. I I would bet that game doesn't come in 2018. Just saying. Just saying. Ain't coming. Hey, you just gotta believe sometimes, Ken. You just gotta believe. I did, and then Parappa didn't make a sequel, and I got disappointed. I wonder if that Kickstarter is ever going to start up again. Probably not. I I really don't think there's an audience for that game anymore. Maybe there's not. Yeah, I just I would have loved to have seen that game, but I'm not delusional in thinking that it's going to sell because it's not. Just like I'm not delusional that Shenmue's going to sell, even though a lot of people are. I don't think Shenmue was ever about selling a lot of copies of games. It's about finishing a story. That's exactly what it's about. Yeah. Hey, maybe you'll finally find those sailors. I'm looking for them. <laughs> I think you'll find them at a bar. But oh, only go there at night. God, I can't wait for that game to come out and people realize how bad that game was. We're going to see, see a lot way. more of that game at Gamescom, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm and not... you're going to get to see the, the remaster first as well, because that's, that's going to happen, isn't it? That's my pee break. Shinmu. I would rather take my pre-break during Shinmu than Gran Turismo, if that tells you anything. Anyway. Is, I think it's a, is, is Gran Turismo, so I'm going to ask this question and recognize that I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for it. Is Gran Turismo even as relevant anymore? No. It's not uh, as relevant, I mean, but it still sells a lot. Sure. It's, but... it's, Sony's, it's Sony's car game, but when you look at the advancements and the regularity of the Forza series... Um, it it kind of shines a light on like, as to yeah, why it takes so long to make a Grand Turismo. Like, what are you what are you paying them for for all that time mm. to get a muffler sound exactly right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. It's very important <clears throat> to him, all right? Yeah. Well, he's he's kind of one of those people that are grandfathered in. Like the fact that Sony gave Kojima a blank check. It, you know, yeah. it, well, is Yamachi? I think is his name. Um, he's kind of got all the leeway at Sony because of Gran Turismo's 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, and at least Kojima made a game. Well, he is making a in game. In the last, well, I mean, I mean, he's released a game in the last six years. Yeah, the last... I don't know, dude. Like, if you look at all the awards and the critical acclaim Gran Turismo has gotten, and the fact that Gran Turismo, one of the, one of the huge selling points of PS1, like, if Gran Turismo didn't exist, PS1 would not have been as popular. It's as certainly the got, that it was. It belongs in the history books for sure. Yeah, it, it does, and because of that fact, it because it, because it belongs in the annals of history as one of the greatest like franchises of all time, as far as you know those kind of games go. So I understand that they're giving him the time that he needs. At the same time, it's not like we're you know down for we really need that game right now, right? So I think I can I'm a, I'm perfectly okay, but it's just the fact that the other series have come and evolved to such a degree that uh, it feels kind of 
underwhelming uh, by by comparison. But I think for the people that are very much enthusiasts for the that kind of like simulation kind of experience, it makes sense for them to wait for that particular series in general. And I think that's well, fine. I wonder how disappointed those sort of people are that this isn't technically a numbered Gran Turismo, and this is more of the prologue kind of thing that we got with Gran Turismo 4. I think that's a misconception, though, because I watched uh, watched an interview with the director, and he's putting a lot of stake on this particular one as it being the first, you know, like, real PS4 Gran Turismo game. Oh, it is the first. The the engine, yeah. yeah. So but it's the, uh, not. This isn't going to have like a full single player mode. Not in the same way that a numbered would. It's more linked to the FIA stuff and tournaments and and these leagues and stuff well, he, like that. He can say what he wants, but he didn't put a number on it. So he's not that confident in it being. I don't know. A, a straight. No, if it was a straight Grand Trismo game, he would have called it six or is it seven? I don't know. Seven. What, seven, seven. Seven. But he would have called came it. Came out at the end of the PS3 life cycle. Yeah, he would have called it. He would have called it seven. If he was that this, confident. I, I, th- I think that I think that's reading into it. I can understand your interpretation of not having the confidence to put a number on it, but at the same time, I think the sport tag is fine. I mean, I don't think. I don't think that that signifies specifically a necessity to say that, like, yeah, I have no confidence in this particular game, so I'm not going to put a number on it. I think that's a bit of a far, far, my, far stretch. My worry is that the sport is on there because this isn't a Gran Turismo that we would expect, especially after this sort of long period of time since number number six, that this isn't going to be. It's not about the fact there's number and confidence and stuff like that. It's just... This is sport. They've talked about it a lot, and they've talked about it being linked to the FIA. And I don't know. I'm not sure if I want that. I'm kind of, you know, I don't play a lot of online stuff, and you have to be super. I mean, I enjoy Gran Turismo at a level where I'm not very good. All the assists are on. I let them auto do everything, but I enjoy it. Um, I don't. I'm not very good online. I'm not ever going to be very good online. I kind of don't want to be in a position where that game is. Well, that's all it is: is going online, doing these leagues, and seeing how far you get. I won't enjoy that. I just wonder, and I, I don't think we'll see Gran Turismo Seven on the PS4. Yeah, probably not. PS6. I mean, that's just that's insane to me that the system, a game that defines a system, is missing an, a, a true entry on that system. Yeah, I guess PS4 we'll see. came out in what? 2014? 2013. 13. 13. It's been four yeah. years this fall. If uh, if sports comes out and it's it says bare bones and not you know like a feels like a like a full fledged release, then yeah, I guess like what you guys are saying is true. But until the game comes out and we know all everything that there is to know about the game and how it functions, is it a full price game? I mean, I don't know. It probably is, isn't it? I'm going to look, because I'm curious. The, the challenge, though, is you end up in a situation where you had with 6, where it comes out so late that it crosses life cycles. Yeah. And, you know, it ends up being a game that comes out for a system when a new system's getting ready to come out. Oh, we talked about Final Fantasy XII. The reason why that didn't wasn't in uh, right. like a, a leading one is because it came out after the PS3, well, or just before the PS3 came out. It's telling that Ken didn't even remember there was a Gran Turismo 6. Yeah, I, I really honestly didn't remember there was a Gran Turismo 6. Uh, but it is a full $60 game. Okay. 
So. Well, we'll see. Again, I mean, when we've I, got more info. Absolutely, I grew up playing Gran Turismo one and two, and when three came out, it blew my mind. But since then, I have not cared. Like those games have never matched the caliber of those first three games. They need to put feeder back on the soundtrack. Oh, I don't know what it was about one, two, and three, but those games—I mean—they defined the PlayStation for me. But there was nothing else like them, though, yeah. at the time. There was there was no other racing game like it at the time, and that's just not the case now. No. Yeah, I think I think uh, Dryan just just put it out there because, like we said, like when Grand Turismo came out, there was no other card game on the market that was even remotely close to that game in terms of quality, in terms of content. But now there are there are multiple games, you know, especially Forza in particular, which has in most people's eyes, has gone on to surpass Gran Turismo in basically every way. And, and you know the reason it's surpassed it in most people's minds? Because they release entries in the series consistently. Right. Exactly. That's one of the big yep. parts of it. Well, and they, 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 you know, every every single iteration has improvements. Yep. You know, that you can see it as, you know, it is a progression. And they don't, and I like the fact that it's like, they have the year off of the main one and then you have Horizon and stuff that still keeps it fresh. Yeah, they found a good cadence with those Forza games. I still don't care as much for the numbered ones as I do Horizon because it's not my jam, but mm, I can Horizon's rec- awesome. And it's telling that for a series that started so much later, um, Forza's already on seven. <laughs> and they've had, what, three Horizon games? Or two? Yeah, three. Yeah. There's three. a third one. Three. Oh, yeah. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to see Gran Turismo 7 come back and blow my mind. I do. I really, really do. But at sport, like John said, I don't think that's for me. Anyway, that's all the tweets. That's all the emails. That is the show. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, John is at John WUK. Jay is at Botterside Jay. Jason, you still on Twitter? You still there? You still alive? Uh, sometimes I drop I drop a tweet like I don't know every like every couple couple months maybe he dropped the <laughs> bomb son. Uh, he's at Gambus Con. Wombat is at Wombat RP. Ha <laughs> ha! I got it. You got it. Uh, and then me and the site at ZTGD. Drew is out there at DML Fury. He's you know sometimes send him send him support in Bosnia. He needs all the help he can get. <laughs> uh, also I think Phoenix Down comes back this week, right? I don't know. I don't know. Although he wasn't here last week for the Thunder in a Paradise tweet. Oh yeah. So well, we should have asked him when he was on. Damn it! He God. he just left without saying anything. <laughs> Hurt my feelings, Drew. Uh, but no, that is it. Unless anybody has anything else, I don't have to. I don't have to use the sound clip this week because he's actually <laughs> here. We have we have the real thing. Oh man, the wow! Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, well, it goes something like this. Mario! Zero dollars!
going to be a very interesting episode. Yeah. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The Oh, wow. And then, and then I killed the dragon. Yeah, I killed the dragon.